welcome to episode four of the Beast Cast. Hey, as always, um, as always, I'm here with Raven. It's your boy Raven. Hey yo. So we have some interesting topics today. Um, like all, or uh, well, I guess probably going to be a recurring theme: movies. We're big movie buffs. We like movies. Um, so our big category topic for this week is intentional director sabotages. Um, so we have two of the biggest clowns yet good filmmakers on screen right now, Mr. Ryan Johnson and Josh Sweden or Whedon. You have the IMDB thing on. No, 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 no. I know. I know. I, that's for you. Cause we're going to go through these. Oh, you, okay. You, Cause I have my, I have my, yeah, my setup on the other screen. The IMDB is for you. Uh, I have the beast casting set up, so it's fine. Don't worry, don't worry. So, um, <clears throat> do we want to get into that topic, or do we want to kind of, you know, run around that topic? Let's talk about the the. Let's talk about Ryan Johnson first. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Mr. Ryan Johnson now. Ryan Johnson is very odd to me because. So, so I think he only directed these four first movies, correct? These are his only four movies, or did he do Brick as well? I don't, I don't know. Click on it and find out. He did direct Brick. All right, I haven't seen Brick. I know, I, I haven't either. So we're just not gonna. It apparently has good reviews. So, um, apparently Brick's good. So everything. So, so let's go through his movies. So he has Looper, which came out in 2012. It's got, it's got Bruce Willis. It's got a whole bunch of people in it. Uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's user reviews. 7.4 on IMDb. IMDb. Uh, it looks, it, 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 I've seen, have you seen this movie? Yes, I have like four it, times. It's a good movie. I, I, what'd you think of it? Um, I thought it was great. I thought the makeup for J, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt to look like Bruce Willis, uh, was great. I personally like the story. I'm surprised to see it has such a high score on IMDb because I remember a bunch of people still trashing the movie. Yeah, uh, it actually uh, I'm actually surprised, too, because uh, it has 80 percent liked by Google users, which I mean, whatever. But Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb score is crazy. It also has Paul Dano, a.k.a. the, the Riddler. <laughs> Bruce mm -hmm. Wayne. And then, OK, so then so then we go to his next film. So he comes off of directing whatever brick was which apparently was decent and then goes to looper which is amazing and then we get to star wars so he gets he gets yeah. chosen to direct the the eighth star wars movie and he does a horrible job absolutely horrible this is one of the worst movies i think i've ever seen in my entire life um it, it was oh why did they do that you see that Oh man, that's depressing. Story by George Lucas? No, it wasn't. But anyway, so yeah, so so Ryan Johnson directs this, and it's awful. Okay, then two years later, we come out with, we come out with this. We come out with Knives Out, which is even higher than Looper, and it is absolutely. I I love this movie. Do you? Your thoughts yeah, on this movie? I loved I loved Knives Out. I I absolutely loved Chris Evans. Uh, per performance in it along with uh, everybody else in the movie i thought it was a great um whodunit mystery movie 
Yeah, and it has Daniel Craig too, Mr. Mr. Bond himself. So, and then now, uh, this movie is coming out in Thanksgiving. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. However, uh, the reviews are apparently quite high. So I would also assume that this movie is going to be decently done. However, it does have the guy that did the Star Wars movie as a cinematographer. But did he also do the cinematography for Knives Out too? Uh, I I don't see it. So. Doesn't say. So, anyways, so yeah, so this is what we were trying to get into is this uh, intentional director sabotages. So Ryan Johnson, he directs, he he directs five movies. Okay, so he has five movies total under his belt. Probably some other smaller things that we don't know about. Maybe even this Brothers Bloom, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck this is. So he has about five-ish, six movies. Okay, out of those five to six movies, he has five bangers in one horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Now, yes, I, I don't I, I don't I don't know if you know how directing works, but most time whenever most times whenever a director directs 90 percent of his movies are completely good. Usually the movie that isn't as good is not completely dog shit, like the worst movie of all time. Um, And yet, yeah, his Star Wars movie was just awful, like literally like scraping the bottom of the barrel for shit, like completely awful. I it, it's honestly it's so disgraceful that they even still keep this in with a Star Wars name on it because it is just it, it's it's so disrespectful to George Lucas first off George Lucas when he made the original trilogy he was making it with the with the intention of just creating a story he wanted to create a story and that's why the prequels were so hated because he was like fuck you guys I'm I'm just gonna make my story the way I want it you want to cry about it go for it and that mentality was fire. But then when Disney bought it, Disney goes, no, this is a money-making franchise. You don't get it. So now we're just going to pump these out because we want to make money. We don't care about the story. So then you get so then you get Force Awakens, which is just basically a New Hope rebranded, which was all right. And then, so so he has a little bit of stuff to work with. And then he goes on, they go, Ryan Johnson, here, here here's some here's the character, here, here's some stuff, go for it. And Ryan Johnson goes, I, I got you, and makes the worst movie of all time. Like, I... This is the worst version of Rey, worst version of Luke, worst version of Finn, worst Leia, and worst version of Kylo Ren. Everybody, and, and then this Kelly, this, this Tran, Kelly Tran, and Finn have this side story, right? And then you would uh-huh. think, oh, wow, okay, cool, Kelly Tran, she looks like her character Rose is going to become a, a main character. And then episode nine, you know, wasn't directed by Ryan Johnson, but then, of course, she's just pushed to the side, she's not in it at all. So... Ryan Johnson basically sets up this entire world, and it and it, it flops so badly. By the way, this is on TV tonight, which or last night, no, next week. Sorry, two God, weeks from now. Poor cable watchers. Imagine, imagine, imagine paying two hundred dollars a month to sit and watch seventy percent ads. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh man, that's what streaming's so, becoming though too. So for me, funny enough. I disagree with the Kylo part. I felt like Kylo's character in The Last Jedi was the only good part about the film because it seemed like we were starting to learn a lot more about him and uh, some of his rage. And, of course, you know, Finn gets thrown to the damn side, which I think we should have put on. And, of course, the crappy Luke Skywalker. But I thought Kylo Ren was doing fine, you know, it just sucked that his character was forced to talk to Ray while in a bathhouse. See, no, here here is my thing with Kylo Ren in, in, in this version. So Kylo Ren in episode seven, 
he he only takes his mask off at the end of the movie, and that's when he confronts basically his father. And then he has the mask off when he fights Ray, of course, in the final battle. But other than that, he he's the mask. He he's this masked villain, okay. And then in this movie, he basically destroys the mask. He goes, I I don't want to live under this mask. I'm gonna be a terror. Like I'm gonna be terror with my face. Which to me, you know what? It, it just it it felt like it was disrespectful to the character because Kylo Ren was it, he was this badass cool guy. He kind of remind gave you gave you like Darth Vader style vibes. He takes a lot of inspiration from his grandfather, you know. And then and then all of a sudden you're gonna he just goes, yeah, we're just gonna destroy the mask and and the the one thing that basically is like his mask of sanity. And when he breaks that. You know, people are like, well, you know, he's just, he's just, he's done with, with the old Kylo Ren. He's going to become the new Kylo Ren. But then the, they, the only problem with that is Ryan Johnson sets it up and then Kylo Ren basically just remakes his mask in episode nine. He reforges it. So the problem that I have with this is you uh, have two right. different directors. He, does. He, he, he basically, he, Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams have two separate ideas that they're trying to push. It, it, within the matter of two years of each other. And so you have episode seven, Masked Crusader, fucking badass. Now, don't get me wrong. Kylo Ren is the best part about all three movies. Kylo Ren is the only thing I really like. Yes, damn I, I, straight. Also, Battlefront 2, the game, he's my favorite character. He's really fun to play. Um, and the guy who the guy who they got to voice him sounds exactly like Adam Driver, which is awesome. But... Um, Anyways, so yeah, so so they he takes off his mask, he destroys it, and then he he just basically goes on this sissy rampage and gets upset when Ray doesn't want to join him on the dark side, gets mad, fucking freaks the fuck out, and then and then Ryan Johnson goes, all right, so I just made a shit piece, I'm not gonna direct the next one. Then J.J. Abrams just destroys Kylo Ren's character even more. So while yes, Ryan Johnson didn't technically destroy Kylo Ren's character, the story itself that is being told out because of two different directions wanting to be taken ends up having Kylo Ren just become this fucking, like, sissy character who who can't decide whether or not he wants to be a fucking masked, like, crusader who kills people or wants to be this fucking, I want to be the dyad, I want to... And he's going to show his face, and then... They, they focus on the dyad again in episode 9, but he, he, he uses his, his Kylo Ren dark side persona. I think what they should have done is <clears throat> Kylo Ren... Something should have happened that would have caused Kylo Ren to keep the mask on, like Vader shit. Like he gets his he gets his lungs crushed or something like that. And so he 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 basically keeps like this like this. He 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 has to keep the mask on because like let's say I don't know something happens or he burns or gets his throat like demolished and like he can only breathe with with the help of like technology. And so then he goes on this crusade because he 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 kind of is following his grandfather's footsteps. And I personally, I mean, well, now we're going off of Ryan Johnson here. We're talking about Star Wars Episode Nine, But I think Episode Nine should have died with Kylo Ren, like, should have ended with Kylo Ren as the bad guy to the end. Kylo Ren should have never came to the light whatsoever. It would have been, it would have been way better of a character arc if he would have been bad the entire time because then it would have gave some tension along with the Emperor for Rey. And then they could have showed just how awesome Rey is because she's a Mary Sue. But but it could have at least, it could have been higher stakes because now all of a sudden Kylo Ren goes, yeah, I'm a good guy now because because I, I thought about it for, for one scene. So now I'm going to go and we're going to kill the Emperor. And then the Emperor just is like, good. Okay, here's the thing though. I don't mind Kylo um, 
having a struggle with who he wants to be as a Jedi. My problem comes from, funny enough, the fight scene with the Emperor in Episode Nine, where, once again, it's Rey uh, being the hero when I feel like it should have been Kylo Ren being the hero at the if, end. If you're going to make Kylo Ren a good guy, he has to have something that redeems him at the end of the movie. There's nothing that redeems him at the end of the movie other than he goes, I'm sorry. Well, like, yeah, see, that's the problem is because Ryan Johnson, um, you know, I felt like him cutting Snoke in half in the second movie should have been his redeeming point. But, of course, that was just him wanting to become the new master. Yeah, the they movie. should have saved that for the third movie where he does that and then, you know, decides to go take on the Emperor because he wants to fix his ways because he realized maybe Luke Skywalker, despite Luke never would ever kill a kid while they're sleeping, okay? Um, oh, just, yeah. You know, I, I know that Luke wouldn't do that, but let's say they still kept that in, okay? In the third movie, he would have realized that Luke was just trying to do the right thing and that he understands it as rightfully as he is mad about it, that it wasn't enough for him to turn to the dark side and that he got everything all wrong. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, the same type of force spirit visit from, um, you know, uh, what's his damn name? Han Solo telling him, you know, it's okay, son. And then he goes on to do the right thing with Ray. I felt like that would have been a better turning point. But as we know, Ryan Johnson sabotaged the trilogy because he has literally come out and said uh he doesn't like Star Wars. He doesn't care about Star Wars. He didn't read any literature on Star Wars. He doesn't care how it works. He just he got hired for it and just pushed out the movie. Yeah, and see, and the reason why we think it's sabotage to the viewers who are listening, the reason why we think it's sabotage isn't necessarily because he just made a bad movie. It's intentionally because everything that that was like had some sort of purpose or something in in a previous Star Wars movie like Luke Skywalker's arc, fucking even Rey's arc, Jesus Christ, all these characters, and, and, and he just destroys it. Everything he does is as if he's just trying to make, like, like everybody be hated except for Rey. And I don't know if it, that was, like, obviously, it just it just seems too out of place for him because, like, I, I mean, he's I, I guess he probably just, you could argue he just doesn't work well when, when actually writing with material. He's better at writing his own stuff, but... I mean, if that was the case, he should have easily been able to just pick up where J.J. Abrams left off instead of having this whole new Le Leia uses the force, fucking the ship gets blown up, and then and then all of a sudden they destroy Leia's character, basically, Carrie Fisher, and she dies around the time of this movie, so she died knowing that The Last Jedi was the last thing that she's ever going to probably be in, uh, her herself, like, acting which is so fucking depressing. And then, of course, he destroys Luke's character, making him this fucking bitchy old grandpa who, like, doesn't... He doesn't care. And then, and, and of course, they use the they use the little Yoda uh, scene where he where Luke is going to be a... Re, like, get redeemed. And all he does is just goes, yep, I'm just going to... I'm basically going to use a foreshadow throughout the universe just so Rey can escape. And and then he just dies. Exactly. That's it. And 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 exactly. that's that's his entire character arc in the entire movie. It's it's so disrespectful to episodes four, five, and six, and it's disrespectful to the entire universe itself. Because every yeah. opportunity he had to make a character liked or disliked, he made sure to dislike them unless they were Finn or Ray 
or Poe? I feel like, if you want my opinion, I feel like uh, Ray should have uh, never been a character, and that I would have just liked the trilogy to be about Finn, yeah. exactly, and Luke Skywalker. When like, I watched, it felt like Star Wars. When I watched Episode Seven in theaters for the first time, I got so fucking hyped. We went on opening night at at the theater uh, close to us. It was the only one that we could go to, and Finn is front center for half the movie and i go i'm fucking rocking with this this guy whoever is making this who ends up, i found out was john boyega i was like this guy's fucking cool this guy's kind of sick you know he kind of sucks at fighting but you know that that that's why you have training arcs you know luke wasn't good at fighting when he first started too and i was like they're gonna they're gonna do this and then all of a sudden then all of a sudden kylo's like i'm gonna get involved now and so then he goes where's the bb8 unit and then all of a sudden from that scene where he says where's the bb-8 unit and he starts taking stuff into his own hands where he starts personally going after them that's when the entire movie falls apart because all of a sudden ray is just force sensitive basically gets out of this escapes from kylo ren in, in in the first order and then just goes back and and then finn she she finn's like here's the lightsaber and finn tries to fight kylo ren gets killed or not killed he gets by the way he should have been killed that 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 strike i i don't think disney understands how lightsabers work when you get struck like that you don't just take a little damage on your back but you that get was fucking up sliced the spine out. yeah literally buddy should have been fucking demolished but anyways anyways so so finn you know he, he loses and i'm like oh dang you know it's just showing how powerful kylo ren is okay cool you know now now we're gonna now now he's gonna come back an episode like in the next episode because he's already announced it's gonna be a trilogy and he's gonna be training with luke skywalker or something and he's gonna be and he's gonna be able to fight him and then all of a sudden ray just picks up the lightsaber and just defeats by the way might i add who's basically at the level of a jedi knight kylo ren is, is a high would be considered a high-ranking jedi knight with the amount of training and the amount of skills that he has and Rey, who's never used a lightsaber in her entire life, just defeated basically a high-ranking Jedi Knight-level like villain, who basically was on the, almost on the verge of Jedi Master, for for the amount of like basically he could be considered a Sith with the with the amount of power that he has and the anger too. And this motherfucker gets defeated by somebody who's never even picked up a lightsaber in her entire life. So then I was like, you know what? Whatever. You, you know what, JJ? It was all right. It was a cool movie. But let's see you do better next time. And then they're announcing, you know, JJ isn't going to make the next one. And then Ryan Johnson. Okay. And then they just, they backpedal on everything in the first movie. Like, he he unwinds even JJ Abrams' entire story just just to fuck it up. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. And then, so, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to go back to what you described with the fight scene, Okay. My, I felt like the fight scene would have been fine if it wasn't for that extremely dumb moment of where like their their lightsabers are locked and Ray like closes her fucking eyes and is somehow magically in tune with the Force and like oh yes I believe and then suddenly starts winning the fight okay the entire fight would have been fine if that scene wasn't in there because it looked like that Kylo uh, as he was trying to talk to Snoke in that movie didn't get the training that he wants and that and, and if you watch the choreography of that fight 
Kylo Ren looks like he's more more or less playing with Rey, uh, and and not only that, his uh, fighting skills are unrefined because he's had nobody to fight up against. Rey, on the other hand, just kind of like Finn, picked up a lightsaber, and they weren't using it as a lightsaber, they were using it as a sword, which, as we see, anyone can use a bow staff and a sword, but obviously somebody with a force would know how to outdo them. My opinion was, I thought the fight scene was great because of the unrefined skills Kylo has, and the, um, I guess the furiosity that Rey was showing, but it's when they have the interlocking slow down, and Rey is all like, yes, I'm going to meditate here for 15 seconds, even though Kylo Ren should be slicing me in half for trying to do so. That completely took me out of the scene, and I was like, okay, to the, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you and, remember that moment where she's like, where their lightsabers are interlocked and she closes her eyes for fucking fifteen? She seconds? does that. She does that in every fucking movie. She closes her eyes and then all of a sudden she just gets tapped in the force. And of course, J.J. Abrams ended up kind of writing why it makes sense, like uh, the fact that she's a Palpatine. But but going into that, it, Ryan Johnson obviously didn't probably have the idea that she was going to be a Palpatine. I don't even think he knew who a Palpatine was, to be quite honest. So, uh, <laughs> so basically, you end up having this, like, really OP, OP fucking character who did, like, three days of training with Luke Skywalker, who doesn't even want to train her, basically. Like, very reluctant to train her, and is being a dick. So then all of a sudden, she's just the greatest after that like after episode eight she's just like so powerful and good even though by the way from episode seven to episode nine there's about a week about a weekish a week and a half of of time so uh this definitely was was very annoying to watch and 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 it just goes to show how how like ryan johnson i don't know i mean maybe you know maybe in some some universe you can argue that it was not intentionally trying to sabotage the Star Wars franchise. But personally, I mean, there's just so many things that, that like, even this clip that you, you posted of, like, Mark Hamill reacting to Ryan Johnson, it, it just goes to show that, like, it just seems like it was intentional. Like, he was just trying to sabotage oh, yeah. the franchise. And you know what? Here's a, here's a really sad part, okay? There was a story done and approved I... by, by George Lucas of a book that was written i don't know the damn name that does justify a dyad in the force and how there were two people born connected in the force dyads and the dyad already made them super powerful and force sensitive but you know as a dyad happens one always wants to steal the power from the other and but it was a story thing that was done already, which is why I was happy to see the last Jedi point that out. Like, oh, why are Kylo Wen and Rey playing this tug of war type of tag in the first movie? And then I see it in the second movie, The Last Jedi, and it felt like that was the only thing Ryan Johnson might have stuck to that JJ Abrams' plan, but he completely butchers it with everything else around him when he destroys those characters. He also made Finn. So Finn has in episode seven has a really good character arc. I think personally, you know, he he's he's kind of he he doesn't know what he's doing, but he he wants to learn. He's very eager, and and he's kind of trigger happy. He he he's not like an idiot. Ryan Johnson writes Finn 
as this idiotic, stupid character. Even John Boyega has came out and said that that what they did to his character was so fucking sad. Like it was, it was literally like the moment Ray became like the front and center, Finn just becomes like this goofy idiot who who just gets himself like into trouble and like can't fight for himself. When when he literally was that that was not how the character was even going for at the beginning of the story. So he just completely destroys Finn, which was actually, I really liked Finn. I thought he was a good character. And then they, they completely destroy Luke. Rey is just fucking, of course, because she's just the Mary Sue. So she's just great all the time. And then fucking, you have other side characters who just get thrown under the rug, basically. And I just, I just think it's, 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 it was just awful. It was just so sad. But yeah, so, so. Obviously, Ryan Johnson um, should never, ever touch another sci-fi franchise ever again. Um, although, I think if he sticks to his uh, little Knives Out mysteries, he'll be alright. So, now we're going to go to yeah. Joss. Yeah. This guy. Joss tweeted. Now, this is where I'm watching. personally invested, okay? This is me being personally invested. I grew up Okay, and I went to the Avengers in in um you know twenty twenty twelve. I went to the Avengers in theaters, okay. Um I you know he you see there he directed Cabin in the Woods, okay. Yeah, that's and a he good directed movie. he directed the first two Avengers movies, okay. My main point here isn't whether or not somebody likes the first two Avengers movie or Cabin in the Woods. The point here that sets up my argument is the special effects which are done in the movies are very well done okay so when you decide to come out and do the justice league because Zack snyder's daughter died in a car crash rest in peace and needed time off to uh handle that grieving loss you don't come in and make a decision to cgi superman's facial hair <laughs> off Six months before the release, when you know, as somebody who worked on Avengers movies, that it can't be done in that amount of time and makes it look horrible. Here, I could give you a non, I can give you a non-copyright clip from from the movie. It is absolutely terrible, and it was noticeable in the movie theater. Yeah, I know. I I've seen this. Yeah. Okay, like, it is absolutely terrible, and it looks terrible. Okay, it looks terrible. Not only that, but he then reshot 50% of the movie to basically make it feel like an Avengers movie, and he gutted, absolutely gutted half of the story and then butchered the villain terribly to where it couldn't be set up for the future movie Zack Snyder wanted to do. That's why the Snyder Cut, which is four hours, existed, because the original cut was supposed to be two hours and 40 minutes or close to three hours, like the new Batman, with an extended edition that was an hour longer to put in a few things that could have made it better, but obviously no movie theater wants to have in the cinema. That was the plan. He guts it down, and then even Warner Brothers is like, oh, well, you know, Joss Whedon knows what he's doing, so we're going to limit it down to only one hour and 58 minutes, two hours, basically, for something that was supposed to be three hours with a maximum cut of four hours, and that's why the movie sucked. 
and a jaw and somebody who has directed Cabin in the Woods, especially Cabin in the Woods, and has done two Avengers movies. Two of the know best better. Avengers movies, too, might I add. Other than, I mean, I okay. Let's let uh, I'm gonna say this now. Infinity War is the best Avengers movie, and the OG Avengers is the second best. I think Endgame is the worst of the four Avengers movies, and I'm not even kidding. I agree. I, th- I think Endgame has too many loopholes and pl- like things that just don't make sense. But every but the hype just completely overshadowed it. I mean, going to see Endgame in theaters was fucking epic, though. But it was. But once once it was the same thing as Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Once once the hype kind of died down, I rewatched the movie. Other than the massive fight scene, I don't like anything about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> my problem with Endgame is very simple. Funny enough, I can sit through Endgame a hundred times. I don't mind it. It's, but for me, personally, everything for me ended with Infinity War. Not because I think Infinity War is bad, but I really loved the idea of the villain winning. He snapped his fingers. Half of your heroes died. Half of the universe died. I'm sorry. Things suck. Get the hell over it. Move on. That's could have ex- been. That's exactly been... like I like um, uh, episode three of Star Wars because the yeah. villains win. Yeah. Okay. And 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 the thing is, is for me that would have been. A... See, here's the thing. This is why I said they should have went that way. Okay. I know Chadwick Boseman didn't plan on his un- untimely death of cancer and stuff, but let's look at what they're doing with um, Black Panther and some of the other superheroes. If you left it with Thanos' snap being unreversed, you could have introduced these new characters because they would have had to take up the mantle of the one that literally disappeared. Egg fucking exactly. You but... wouldn't have had to do all this bullshit in Endgame. To me, Endgame is a disgrace because of one reason. I hate when time travel is used to fucking cheat. That's why I feel like if you watch Endgame appropriately, along with Infinity War, because the, the Russo brothers planned Infinity War... Uh, to be shot weirdly uh thanos is the hero they made infinity war shot perfect uh purposely to show that thanos is the hero and they did kind of the same thing with endgame because if you watch the end of infinity war it says thanos will return the same way it does talking about its heroes because infinity war was shot from the perspective of thanos and how he is justified they literally admitted that that that, that was their intention and to me I liked that. I feel like I feel like kids need to learn the lesson that sometimes you don't always win, no matter how much you try. And that, to me, Thanos, I, I, you know, I got yelled at by somebody next to me in the movie theater because when he threw Gamora off the cliff and he was crying, I was just like, "Damn, I really feel bad for Thanos." I had someone next to me literally go, "Oh my God, how could you say that?" Dude, he just threw Gamora off the cliff. You are you heartless? I was like, no, dude. This dude's been wanting to complete his mission for how long? Because going planet by planet isn't going to do it. And when he finally has a goal in front of him, he has to kill the one thing he considered a daughter, somebody that he loved. And he had to decide between love and completing a mission that he know would be beneficial for the entire universe for many more Gamoras. That is a tough decision. And being unable to see from his perspective kind of shows how you're small brain. Yeah, I, I think I th- my biggest thing is 
time travel you got to do it right and especially when it's the main focus to to keep the plot going like time travel like the way tenant does it stuff like that that's cool i think that's interesting but but yeah that was good but but the way endgame does it it's just it didn't endgame doesn't need to exist the whole thing is endgame doesn't need to exist okay you could have killed tony in the snap you could have killed everybody in the snap right and then it would have forced these people to come like you know to come back or to like step up to the mantle and that could have been phase four and then phase five could have been you know because you know easily after he had destroyed the infinity stones fucking captain marvel could have go went and just wiped his ass you know like she she could have killed him thanos gone whatever but but after that all you have to do really like is just fucking just set up phase four to be like after the snap you know we're how we're how we're trying to how everybody's trying to live up to the mantle after the snap and is growing his characters and then in at the end of phase four have phase four end with you doing whatever the fuck you want to do if you want to bring everybody back somehow or whatever but i just think the way they did it was just so dumb to me like the way they did it was just so dumb you want to know how i would have done it how okay i've seen the recent marvel movies all of them okay i've I've put myself through them. This is how I would have done it. Thanos snaps his fingers. The people who we see that survived, such as Tony Stark uh, and Captain America and stuff, they're all alive. We're all good. They have to learn how to live with it, okay? So as things continue, we start the we the story arc of Jane that we see in Thor Love and Thunder. She is able to get the hammer reassembled, Okay. And Tony Stark raises his daughter and teaches her how to be smart. And she starts showing types of, uh, uh, you know, Tony Starkness and building some of her own stuff as she grows up. We switch to the Eternals plot line. The Eternals is huge because it, it it's like it makes Thanos look like a, a, a pebble in the water. Okay. Somebody like tony stark might survive somebody like thanos but when it comes to the broad spectrum of eternals all right when it comes to when it comes to the broad spectrum of like eternals and the uh the threats of the eternals um tony stark isn't going to survive that He, he can't possibly survive that and i feel like maybe you should have allowed Tony Stark and Captain America to continue forward. Jane Foster gets the hammer reassembled. You know, Thor gets a daughter now from Gore. And we use that moment as to reveal, you know, Captain America being able to wield the hammer. Tony Stark dying to an Eternal to save the rest of the universe. And you can do the same exact type of plot lines that we saw in Endgame without the time travel and have it done in the next huge setup to where maybe it ends with like um, one of them, like Captain America being flung out in space and miraculously landing on the same planet Thanos retired to, to where there's like a a one-on-one conversation between the two. There was, to me, it felt like there was a way to go extremely deep after Thanos snap to where even Thanos stayed in retirement for a while didn't use the stones to destroy the stones because that's fucking dumb and he comes back later as like a repeat offender for like 
you know, the eternal storyline because they're setting up something big for the Eternals. I can already see where they're going. It would be awesome to see how that threatens the universe and somehow Thanos rejoins the fight as a hero with his his butchered Infinity Gauntlet because now it's kind of mostly destroyed so he can't do any snapping. He can probably only half-ass wield the stones and, uh, you know a great team up like there are so many directions they could have gone but to me it felt like endgame as much as it is cool because it gave tony stark a really emotional backstory and, and more lore that i was the only good part about that movie was tony stark meeting his father again i still feel like you could have done some of that emotional stuff um out there in space with the eternal storyline and and that could be where Tony Stark died and his daughter takes up the mantle as Ironheart rather yeah. than what they're pushing now. Yeah. Um and, and there's a and then there's there's a rumor right now um that they're going to bring Tony Stark back in the next phase here. Um and the only way I can see them doing that is if they do the whole time travel bullshit again like they did like oh, that's they don't have to. Like like they don't have to but they're going to. You I can almost bet they're going to do because... the multiverse shit. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, and the only way I was going to say I could see that is apparently in the Deadpool movie, um, it's rumored that Iron Man's in it. Like, Tony Stark is in the movie. Um, so that's the only reason why I brought that up is because there's a massive rumor about it. Um, however, I didn't know this, but there's an Aquaman movie coming out next year, and it has Amber Turd in it. So... Um, yeah. Uh, is this getting canceled, or do you think they're going to push okay. it? Like I have a really hot take about this, okay? Let the damn movie come out. I don't care if Amber Heard is in it or not. I know she's a screwed up person. However, I'm somebody who would like my movies to stop being messed with because of in-real-life drama, okay? If Amber Heard doesn't deserve to be part of it, okay? She's not even doing the character Mira justice anyways. Let her die in the second movie, okay? Let her do the movie. Don't try to cancel it. Have her character die, and then replace her character with somebody who's supposed to be the actual Mira, okay? Just under a different name. We'll settle for anything at this point, and then continue forward. I hate that people want to cancel the movie or remove her from it. Obviously, James Wan, because he's a director, he's really good. He did the Conjuring movies. That's why I liked Aquaman 1. I saw what he was trying to do. I accepted it. If you do another damn George Lucas, because, oh, we don't like Jar Jar Binks, oh, we don't like Amber Heard, and you make it to where it butchers the story that he is trying to tell... I'm going to get mad. Just let him continue with the second movie, okay? You can deal with the woman on the screen, okay? We know she's terrible. Anybody, even before Johnny Depp, should know looking at her that she has psycho eyes, okay? Just deal with her on the screen for one more movie. Let them finish out her character, replace her with somebody new from the comics. What the fuck? I'm sure Aqu Aquaman has many powerful people. And, you know go from there. I hate it when my movies have to have their continuity ruined because people think that they can't go to a movie theater and see someone on a screen. What the fuck I, okay, is here's this? A good here's a good example. Hold on. I see what you're looking at, but here's a good example, okay? Alright? <laughs> I hate Michael Shannon. Alright? 
Okay. I, I don't like the guy. I think he's an asshole. I think he's a douchebag. I don't like him. Okay. But funny enough, I enjoy the movies he's in, like Midnight Special, The Iceman. Okay. I like Michael Shannon in his movies, and I'm able to put aside the, the, the hate I have for him in real life to enjoy his films. If I could do that, anybody can. That's true. I, I, I guess. I, that's the thing is I I'm not I'm not on the side of let's cancel the movie I just I just I I I've kind of they should do like they did with um with uh fuck fuckface from Fantastic Beasts and just replace the actor act like nothing happened because let's be honest most of the people don't even remember what she looked like because half the people didn't even watch Aquaman and or half the people forgot so you could easily just fill her in with a different character. Or with a different yeah. person, sorry. Yeah, you could. Like, just recast her, change her, okay. do whatever. Okay, now what about this movie, though? Fucking The, the Flash. Flash. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, Ezra Miller is pretty fucked up, but. Yeah, he is. I, I, I just don't, I don't know. From, Let from, him, yeah. Well, that's the thing is you can't, you can't Amber Heard this one because you can't just let The Flash die. <laughs> That's true, which is why maybe they should, uh, you know, recast him. It isn't that far. I mean, I was going to say, know... um, was it you that was talking about it? I think it was um, my my other friend was talking about how they're almost done filming the Flash TV show. So just push the movie back until they're done filming the, the last season of the Flash TV show and then redo the Flash movie. But with the guy who plays him in the Flash TV show. He's going to need to step up his acting because he's not really good in the Flash TV show. I mean, yeah, but people already, he kind of already knows, like, the character. He could probably be... Actually, you're wrong. You can kill him off, okay? You can kill off Ezra Miller because it showed that uh, in Justice League, okay, that he was already trying to contact Batman through a portal. Or no, Batman v Superman. He was, uh, the Flash was trying to contact him through a portal. And that Flashpoint, something important that did happen on the TV show, happened. So what you can do is have Ezra Miller's Flash completely killed, okay, and then have Barry Allen from the CW universe coming through his Flashpoint portal and get stuck there and is now the new Flash. That would be kind of sick. As long as, as, long as the dude from the CW can actually fucking act, uh, his step up his game, I think that would be great. Now, I am looking at this cast, though. First off, we have Michael Keaton as Batman again, which is weird, and Ben Affleck. Then this one, Supergirl? What the fuck? They're going to put Supergirl in this movie? Um, oh my god. <laughs> what the hell? Let's see, who is that? Sasha? Sasha Callie. What has she played in? Sasha Callie. She doesn't even look like a She Supergirl. hasn't even played anything. Oh my god. Oh god! I mean, at least she looks better than the the chick who plays Supergirl on the TV show. <laughs> Dude, no, 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 no! We gotta, we gotta watch this. We gotta watch this. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Supergirl, Supergirl, bad CGI. Yes, I saw the first season of Supergirl because I was giving it a chance because there was a Flash crossover episode somewhere in the first ah, season. No, I'm on screen. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to be on screen. When the ones you love turn their back on you. That's pain, but you'll see when you suffer the way you made me suffer. You can't touch me without hurting yourself. That's why he brought me. <laughs> ah, brings back 1950 vibes. You can't any of us now. Don't 
Don't be so sure. Agent Blake? <laughs> John, now! <laughs> I, I want to okay, watch no. more of that. No, listen, listen. I. <laughs> that's worse than season one, okay? Like, that reminded me of some Bollywood type stuff, okay? <laughs> but, like, Bollywood even is getting better with it. That, that reminded me of, like, first century Bollywood bullcrap, which is better. If, oh, my. Dude, okay, so here's the thing I actually sat through the first season of Supergirl. And the CGI was terrible, but I was giving it a fair chance. Yeah, I was kind of liking some of this and that. And then season two comes out, and once again, forced lesbian relationship, other things in the show. I was just like, I'm done. I stopped after season one and first two episodes of season two. I'm kind of, yeah, that, that fucking show. I, I can't, I, every CW show is just so known for making shitty superhero and shitty everything. So I don't even watch them anymore. They, Hot I know, take, the arrow was good. Um, I've never seen that, but so, oh, this, I forgot this Batman even existed. Best Joker, Jack Nicholson. Um, so anyways, so, ah, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so, so this movie right here, Shazam, I'm kind of hyped for this movie. I think this movie looked pretty good. Oh yeah, I like the first one. First one was kind of goofy. Um, this is where Black Adam. This is what this was the movie. This can go. I guess we can kind of move this into. So we got a, we got a lot off topic. Okay, so let's just bring it back to the topic and finish it. So basically, jo Joss uh, Whedon decided, yeah, I'm a loser. I'm going to sabotage the uh, Justice League and DC Universe yeah. to try and bankrupt uh, DC DC and then Warner Brothers by doing that. Okay, so now that brings us into. He doesn't even have to. He didn't even have to do that. He didn't even have to try and bankrupt them because they're already trying to bankrupt themselves. We're moving into our next topic about Warner Brothers Discovery, the media co conglomerate. Okay, these people right here. So if you don't know uh, the timeline, I'll, I'll fill you in. So <clears throat> the timeline goes: uh, Warner Media gets bought by AT and T. Okay, in like 2018, and AT and T is like hires this guy for for Warner Brothers and goes, "Hey, we need you to do something." And the and he goes, "Yeah." And they go, "We need you to make a uh basically a a giant like like a giant streaming service on the leagues of Netflix and Hulu." And of course, they're just fucking around because they don't think anybody's going to be able to do it. But this guy basically helped create Hulu. So he goes, "Oh, I got you." So he spends so so he he starts in the works of HBO Max, makes HBO Max, and they get upset because oh my god, he's spending money? No, he can't do that. So so they're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And he goes, I'm doing exactly what you told me to. So he ends up failing the task successfully. He ends up making HBO Max and it becomes massive, but he spends so much money doing it that ATT gets upset and goes, Brother, you are just bankrupting Warner Brothers right now. You're, you're gonna you're this is bad this is bad no so so they they put out this article talking about how hbo max was created and how good this guy was the next day i kid you not the next day after they create that fucking article this motherfucker gets fired they fire him and with him being fired then at&t goes you're done we're dropping warner brothers so they get rid of warner brothers from from their arsenal 
So then Warner Brothers is left in, in, in nowhere and has HBO Max and has all this stuff, okay? So then Discovery comes in and goes, hey, we'll buy you. And Warner Brothers goes, okay. But now Warner Brothers Discovery, okay, these people, they have $55 billion in debt and their company is only worth $32 billion. So they have more debt. By the way, they have more debt than Disney does. They have more debt than Disney does and they only have about a fifth of the money that Disney does. So they're really fucked right now. So anyways, so so what the new Warner Brothers CEO, um, we can look up CEO, uh, this guy right here, this, this David guy who looks like a fucking dumbass, he decides, all right, uh, he, he goes, we're going to, we're going to just start laying everybody off. We're going to, we're going to start pulling the plug on all the movies, all the TV shows so we can start saving some money to get some money back. Okay. So he pulls the plug on where, where was it? It was just here. He pulls the plug on Batgirl. He pulls the plug on The Flash for now. He pulls the plug on a on a Scooby Doo movie that was completely ready to be released in the holiday season. He he basically pulls the plug on all these TV shows, all these movies, everything. Cancels like a shitload of already existing HBO shows, and manages to save about three billion dollars this year. Okay, and then he goes, "Well, we're still not getting enough money," so he starts laying everybody off. But then, then get this, get this. Look at if you look up Warner Bros Discovery fuck tab CEO salary. Look at this. Look at the salary. 3 million dollars, 190 million. So so look, his stock options are valued at 190 million. So so basically this guy's walking away with over 100 million dollars basically a year for no fucking reason off a company that basically doesn't even have money to give out. So, so he's laying off all these people to try and save money yet is, is like one of the highest paid CEOs of all time. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so all these movies, so basically they came out with don't worry, darling or whatever that movie, you know, that just came out. Right. Yeah. And, and so that movie, that movie comes out and, and it, and it has all this controversy. So then it kind of flops a little bit. So then they're like, dang, what do we do now? So now they're now the entire company is basically writing off this movie black adam it is their entire company's stakes right now okay if you look at their stock their stock right now is tanking it's only at 11 dollars. <laughs> so basically in about two weeks they have they have black adam with dwayne the rock johnson to save them and this character isn't even doesn't even have like an interesting backstory dwayne johnson goes yep i want to i want to make a uh, i want to make a movie because this character looks interesting and they go, all right. So they basically made this entire movie for a character that doesn't even really have a backstory at all. So, so yeah. See, there you go. There's Hollywood. So, so basically, a company is riding off off of a Morbius two movie. Basically, <laughs> this oh, company yeah. is literally riding off of a Morbius movie. Basically, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like the internet went too far with Morbius. I kind of, I kind of feel bad for that movie because, funny enough, the first half of the movie was great. It's the second half that was trash. Okay, but the internet, the internet, I felt I, I laughed so hard and read it that that they thought because of the memes and the whole oh my gosh the way he said it's Morbin time and we love it and how that took off. And and how it just garnered this atmosphere that they thought, oh, my God, wait a minute. People like the movie now. Let's re-release it in theaters 
only for it to make what four thousand dollars or something <laughs> after all that money spent to re-release it and it oh. failed hey, i don't know what was wrong the whole internet was loving it dude who do you have working for you and on the other hand internet you did dirty there okay like you should have came out and been like no or at least for the memes actually went and saw it did did you see this? So so they they took it way too far, and do you know what killed the Morbius meme completely? It wasn't what? it just died out. It was this. It was Jared Leto getting in on the joke. Any single time you want to stop somebody bullying you, just get in on the joke with them. Because look at the moment he made this video, the moment the Morbius meme died in like early June. So look at this. Look at this. I'll play this. What are you reading? Uh, nothing. Just, uh, I don't know. So he made this video and posted on Instagram. And then the moment he did that, I'm not even kidding. It died. The, the entire meme died. Like, <laughs> I think, I think, dude, Jared Leto has been screwed over so badly. <laughs> I know, dude. I love the guy. No, I saw something on, screwed over. I saw something on, I think it was on Reddit, and it was a f picture from 4chan. It, so this is like way down the rabbit hole. And this guy goes, thoughts, thoughts on Jared Leto as an actor. And the guy goes, it's funny because his best role in any movie is a movie where he gets killed halfway through the movie. <laughs> They're talking about American Psycho when he gets fucking killed. They, they say that's his. They <laughs> that's say right, that's his. That was... <laughs> they say that's his best role ever. <laughs> he play. He plays Paul Allen. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but no, can we talk about this Batgirl movie? <laughs> there was a leaked trailer there was a leaked trailer for it uh it looked horrible <laughs> so so black batgirl so so this movie is <laughs> so 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 batgirl this movie right these motherfuckers are like the the two directors here here you go Adil in Ball, you can just tell these guys are from fucking Bollywood or some shit. He, they filmed this movie, get it edited and get it all ready, and then HBO goes, yeah, we're pulling the plug on this movie, even though it's ready, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna release it. So these motherfucker directors, they go, oh my god, okay, quick. So they start filming the movie on their phone, like they start they start like recording the movie like a, a scene of the movie on their phone and HBO cease and desisted them for it. <laughs> they said, if you release it, you're going to get sued. <laughs> dude, dude, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I think this was the only good move by Warner brothers, making sure this movie never saw the light of day. Dude, I'm going to be honest, black girl, Batman, not a good idea. Fucking bad girl. Not only, not only that, but the costumes are terrible. Look up the look at her costume. Okay, look up the look up, you know, Batgirl movie. Okay, her costume is terrible. What is this fucking Captain Marvel? <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god, bro. And then not to mention the the Batgirl from the the Batgirl from the CW show who 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 they changed into a black chick looked better than this one. I, I love that. Okay, so is Batgirl supposed to be uh, uh, James Gordon's daughter? No. 
Why is her name Barbara no. Gordon then? I have no idea. Okay, I guess in the movie, yes. I thought you meant the CW show. The CW show was literally because it was a cousin of Bruce Wayne that ah! became bad. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's some random lesbian cousin you have that's not going to take up I love your how Michael. I, I love how they were actually going to get Michael Keaton to put on the Batman suit again. That was probably only going to be the good part of the film. Dude, I didn't. I was looking at, at his movies. I didn't even realize he played Vulture. In Spider-Man. You didn't, real, you didn't no, realize no, that? No, 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 because he doesn't look, he doesn't look anything like he looked. Okay, so I watched Batman 1989. My, it's my aunt's favorite movie of all time. She, she, She's my great aunt. Okay, she was born in the 50s, okay? Okay, so so I, so she loves these, this movie from the from the 80s. She loves Batman, okay? The one with, with yeah. the Joker. She, I, every single time I've ever watched that movie, he does not remind me of Batman. The way he looks it he i didn't even realize he played the founder this either i totally forgot i've watched this movie like twice about the history of mcdonald's and i oh, totally forgot was and, and i totally forgot about him okay i i he just he looks nothing like how why is spider-man homecoming not on here i have no idea but i noticed michael keaton because michael keaton is michael keaton how do you not recognize him in his movies i don't know I mean, he does a great job acting, so, you know, that Founders movie, though, with the oh. McDonald's really <laughs> screwed me up. I never bought another milkshake from McDonald's after that, knowing it's just powder. Yeah, so so he's not even listed in here at all. So um, they must have, for, for the casting, they must have it where, you know how he's the villain? They, they, must, yeah. ha they must have it where... He, he's not on it at all because they don't want to reveal that he's the villain. But but you would know from the beginning of the movie if you watched it because he he he, he owns that construction company that's going to rebuild after yep. Ultron and he gets fucked over and then it and then it oh my god why does he look like that? <laughs> so so yeah uh it, it ends up just you can tell from the beginning of the movie so why is I want I, it's, it baffles me he's not even on here. Mr. Harrington rest in peace. Why, what is up with this picture of Chris Evans? Kevin Feige. Oh, no. Kevin Feige. Oh, man. Rest in peace to this guy. Destroy how, how to destroy a multi-billion dollar company in the matter of a week. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> every fucking movie he, he, he's ex accepted the go-ahead after fucking Spider-Man Far From Home has just been dog shit. <laughs> uh, but Again, no. it all ended with uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Most people think it ends with Endgame. I think... I don't really care. Okay, can we just talk about Jacob Balaton? Ned? The guy who plays Ned? Yeah. Why does he look like this? What is this? Why does he look like he's 60 and 13 at the same time? Yeah, especially that bottom <laughs> picture there. Click on, click on that this again. This one? No, no, no. Go back to the one you had clicked on. That, the one with the gray background. Yeah, and then the one with the red shirt to the right. Yeah. <laughs> why does Looks he fucking... look... Why... <laughs> Why does he look like that? <laughs> he looks, he looks, uh, for those who are just listening, um, he's just bald and the way they have the photo look like the way he, the photo looks, it just literally looks like he has like, he's like 65. So imagine a 65 year old and then imagine also an 18 year old put together as one person. Like you merge them together Amazing. And, that's, and that's exactly what he looks like. I forgot Shocker is even like in Emma that Watson. movie. 
Dude, Emma Watson is so weird. How do you look? How do you look twenty and thirty and sixty at the same time? Like every <laughs> every single time I've ever seen her, she dress. It's because she's a fucking Brit, bro. They all look way older than they actually are. The the Harry Potter movies were kind of fire though. Has she played in anything really since the Harry Potter movies that I would know her from? Yes, the Circle. Oh yeah. It was an all right movie. Um, I didn't have a complete problem with it, but you know, stuff happens. The bling ring. Did you are thoughts on Harry Potter? Do you, are you a Harry Potter fan? Uh, I'm not really a Harry Potter fan. I I grew up being one of those people that just never got into it, never read a book. However, I did watch the movies um, two years ago. I binge-watched all of them for the first time. Oh, my God. She is in Little Women. Oh, my God. I totally forgot she's in this movie. She played... Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen this movie? Nope. So, so this movie is basically... The, the plot is that they... It's this family from the late... Um, I think it's like late 1800s, early 1900s, okay? Around that time period. And I think it's actually early 1900s. And they live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and this, I think it's one of these two girls right here, is the main, is like the main girl. And it follows her life and how she becomes an author. And it's actually not a bad movie. I, I, I went into it thinking it was going to be dog shit. It's got Timothy though, my boy. My boy Timothy. Bro, did you see did you see what he's gonna be what he's gonna be Oh Dune Part 2 is coming out next year? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh uh, dude. No, did you see um this? This this is what I'm talking about. Did you see this? Wonka? The Wonka movie? No, I didn't see that. They're they're making a Wonka backstory movie, bro. Oh my god, do we <laughs> need more backstory? I think it's gonna be kinda cool though. Doesn't it look kinda cool? I, I'll I'll watch the trailer later. I I, I don't I, even no. I don't even think this is a trailer. There's there's no way there's a trailer for it yet. The, the movie doesn't even have a release date. He does give me he does give me like he looks like early like early Johnny Depp vibes. Does he not though? He kind of does. He looks like he a mix does, between. Yeah. He looks like a mix literally between these two people. Like he's got the he hair. Does. He's got like the hair and the eyes, and then he's kind of got like this like uh, physique. Yeah. I love the 2005 Willy Wonka, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, though. That is my go-to movie for, like, kids' movies, basically. That I and... watched both the original and that one. Oh, dude, I love both of them. Rowan? Dude, Mr. Bean's gonna be in the movie. What? The guy who plays Mr. Bean. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> so, so, um, you got that list of movies? Uh, for, oh, yeah, 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 right here. So yeah. we, we want to go through this. Yeah. Okay. So um so now we have um for those who uh, are listening, we decided that earlier I brought up the fact that all these movies came out and other than Black Adam, Wakanda Forever, and Knives Out, there's no movies that and Avatar. So there's only about four movies and most of them are three of them are going to be dog shit. So it doesn't matter. Um. So we just decided we're going to rank. All the movies of 2022 that we've seen so far. So I have a list of the top 50 movies from 2022. And we're going to go down the list. And if we know it, we're going to rate it and give our opinion on it. Uh, and 
Or, or what we could do is we could just rank it our our best movies. How do you want to do this? Do you want to just go down the list and just talk about if we like the movie or not? Or would you rather... Um, we could you... talk about if we like the movie and then rate it. Yeah, and, and okay, that. And then at the end, when we're done with this list, we could give our best movie of the year. How about that? The one that we love the most. I already know. I All think right, I yeah. think we both already know what each of ours is, but let's just do it for the for the lulls. So we start with the Enforcer. Did you watch this movie? I think this was an Amazon Prime original movie. I did not watch. This. I I haven't seen that one. So uh, we're just gonna skip that. It doesn't even have a. It's only ninety minutes long. So it whatever. Uh, the Infernal Machine. Did you watch this? No. Okay. So so far not good. The Batman twenty twenty two. We've both seen yes, this movie. Yes, I've seen. Good Metacritic score. It's got 72, so it's in the green. Uh, 8.0 from IMDb ratings. <clears throat> Directed by Matt Reeves. It's got Robert Pattinson. It's got uh, <clears throat> Paul Dano, right? Yeah. And it's got Zoe Kravitz. I like this movie. I love this movie, actually. This is one of my more favorite versions of Batman. I feel like the problem is I'm too big of a Batman fan that I even like the bad Batmans. Like... For me, I even I I mean I guess both of us love the uh, love fat fat I love, fat boy I love Batman. Batman. See, I love Batman too. Both both of us both love um, uh, Bat Batman from Batman versus Superman. Uh, what's his face? Fucking Batfleck. Yeah, Batfleck. Yeah, we both love him. I love everybody who's ever played Batman. Other than no, I, honestly, I think I really like all the people that play Batman. Uh, Batman is just. He, he, the, in, yeah. and the thing about the thing about this Batman is Robert Pattinson does a decent enough job. It, it kind of reminds me of Christian Bale in the first Batman. Like I, I wasn't like the biggest fan until Dark Knight came out of Christian Bale's Batman. Like he, he sets it up really decently, and then he just goes all nuts with Batman. Um, and that's that's the vibe I got from Robert Pattinson. Um, Robert Pattinson has this uh more like um weird he's got like this weird style to batman because they're trying to make him more of a, de a noir detective style which is really cool i i kind of like the i kind of like that uh batman has a lot of shit about it that i i really like from the sound design to how they try to make it more of like they they use scary movie elements like when he's walking out that opening scene where he walks out of the dark in the shadows and beats the fuck out of the those fucking those gang guys that that's yeah. a that it's a good movie i i, I think it, it really does it, it gets it it's really good. What do you think? Um, I didn't like it. <clears throat> really? As a huge Batman fan, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the changes to the characters that they had made. Um, I thought the villain was okay, though not completely the best. It was fine. I, however, the highlight of the movie was the guy who played the Penguin. He did Ooh, an amazing yeah. job with that. I loved every it's moment. It's Colin Farrell, right? Thing. This guy right here, right? Yeah, and you would never know it was Colin Farrell. Like yeah. I, I, I could I could pinpoint his voice, but it's like ah oh, damn, I don't know how to like, um, I, I I was like damn, I have to know who plays him because like I I couldn't he's lost as the Penguin. Uh, I I could understand the as you put it the noir Batman Bruce Wayne, but to me, I didn't really feel like it was hitting that well. But when he was in the Batman costume, when you, like, you brought up that opening scene, I did love the action scenes. When they were popping off, I was all like, yes, I was gonna see, say, Batman being brutal is good. I like that stuff. Um, you know? this, this might get us copyrighted, but I want to just play my favorite clip from the scene. Um, okay. 
It's it's the uh, car. Uh, we'll do Batman. Uh, twenty twenty two, car startup scene. You you know what you you know what you know what, what what I'm talking about, right? This scene. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I did see the movie. This movie's so dark too. He looks so good as a penguin. I know. You don't I don't even see Colin Farrell in that. Yeah. That yeah. that fucking that scene is sick. I, I fucking love that see, scene. See, those moments helped make the movie up. For me though, because I don't have much more I want to say about it, I would give it a six out of ten. I think I'd give it a uh, eight or nine out of ten. I'm I'm in that middle range. Eight point five. There we go. By the way, for for people listening, my way that I rate things, um, I don't do decimal points. Uh, for me, <laughs> five because it's in between, you know, one and ten. Five means it's an average movie, and by average movie, I mean it's something that you'll go to a movie theater, you'll enjoy as an average entertainment. But it's nothing to write home about. Whereas six out of ten is meaning that it's slightly above average. There were some average things, but they, it still has something about it that put it above being average. I, I I'll go. I I will also do that exact same rating system. Uh, so I I won't use decimals. Then I'll give it a nine out of ten. I really love the movie. So, uh. Nice. Yes. So we'll we'll do we'll we'll do it that way. Five is just average. Your average viewer is gonna like the movie. Uh, anything above like that just, just gets better. Yeah. Anything like average ten, ten out of ten like means. Rampage. Ooh, <laughs> ten out of ten. I guess we could consider like the highest bar. Like only maybe ten movies I can think of uh, of all time probably are ten out of tens for me. Like not even I I probably could count them all on my fingers. Okay. So Glass Onion, Knives, Mystery. This isn't out yet, but this movie's probably gonna be okay. It's got a decent Metacritic score from the reviews. Jurassic World Dominion. Oof. Oh, God. That is a classic example of an average 5 out of 10 movie. <laughs> it's, it, they were trying going, so hard to go down that nostalgia trip. It just doesn't work. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to go to it. You're going to get your, uh, you know, your Jurassic Park or Jurassic World fix. But it's not a movie where when I went out of it, I was like, yeah, there was something about it that just really put it up the bar. Like, it's just an average movie. It's just that's an example of an average movie. It's just a movie that exists and maybe you'll like it if it comes on TV. Yeah. So I would also give this probably a four out of 10, just because I'm so tired of the Chris Pratt bullshit where this motherfucker will tame any, <laughs> any dinosaur by putting his fucking hand out and walking slowly at it. Like, God damn it, dude. Fucking, they did that for the past, like what? Five, six years since these movies have been out. My God, man! It, yeah. it was just getting under my skin, bro. Uh, Three thousand yeah, years so of vlogging. Yeah, that means it's below average. Yeah, yeah. so, so I, I'd put it a four out of ten. Three thousand years of longing. Have you seen this movie? Uh, have you? No, I haven't. Looks interesting. I haven't either. <laughs> the new Hellraiser movie. This just dropped. Uh, yes, it did. I watched it. Did what did you think? I have not seen this, so we're gonna go. It basically, okay. Here's how we'll do it. If one of us has seen it. They're the only person that, that can give the opinion, and that's the only opinion they give. Okay, so I thought I was going to hate the movie, okay, because yeah. I'm a Hellraiser fan. I do know that they butchered Hellraiser lately. I think it's like Hellraiser Judgment Day. 
I literally turned it off in the intro of the movie, okay? Because the whole intro of Judgment Day is literally nothing more, and I kid you not, literal feces, throw up, piss, and a bunch of random disgusting things being flashed all over the screen, draining. I don't even want to remember it. It was terrible. So they did butcher it in Judgment Day, but they wanted to reboot, okay? So what made me think that I was going to hate this is hellraiser in this movie isn't necessarily played by a guy it's by a female and uh i was like okay here we go again but then i saw the trailer and i saw the makeup and i was like hey wait a minute that actually fits so i watched it the moment it dropped on hulu and i have to say that i was surprised by it it wasn't necessarily the best best like i wouldn't put it in like my top 10 of the the year or top five of the year but I, I did like it. I gave it a solid 7 out of 10. All right. Yeah. I Okay. I, I need to watch it. I believe it's a horror. It's, a, it's horror. Um, is it on it's Hulu? Horror. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. Okay. I, I, I still need to watch it. So, yeah. I think that was a good movie. I wanted to give it a 6 out of 10 when I had watched it. But I felt like there was something about it that even though I won't watch it again, that I was like, you know, it did a way better job than I was expecting. So I was like, I'll I'll be nice. I'll give it a seven. If you want, you know, maybe it deserves a six for being slightly above average, but I thought it did good enough for a seven. And uh, on top of that note, don't watch Hellraiser uh, Judgment Day. You will literally... Uh, you will you will i couldn't stand it like you want to talk about bad movies hellraiser judgment day was probably one of the most gross movies i had ever watched and that says a lot considering some of the other ones uh that will be seen in rating on the other hand jurassic world dominion i feel like i need to go into that a go for bit, it but i'm back by the way. like i i liked i liked the ideas that they were trying to go for in Jurassic World, right? But I was like, you know, you guys feel like you wrote yourselves into a weird spot, so you started going off of member berries in the wrong way. <laughs> and that's why it gets a five out of ten. I remember. <laughs> oh, God. That, that, that movie, uh, the first Jurassic, the new reboot of the Jurassic World series with Chris Pratt, that that also had a similar problem. I felt like they just they they didn't know where they were going at all. Like they they quit they quit halfway through the movie. So uh, so you rated Hellraiser six or seven out of ten. I, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay, so seven out of ten for Hellraiser. I gave Jurassic World a four out of ten. You gave it a five out of ten. Okay. Uh, I used to be famous. Did you watch this? No. Okay. Father Stu, I watched this movie. I didn't. What's it about? Okay. So basically, Father Stu. It's it's based off of a real story. So there's this real guy. Uh, he he starts out as a as like this boxer guy, right? And he he is like actually decently good at it, but he realizes that instead of getting punched in the face to make money, he decides, oh, I want to become an actor. So he goes to Hollywood, right? And he goes to Hollywood, and when he goes to Hollywood, he ends up um wanting to get a job so badly, and like as an actor. And the guy goes, well, what are you gonna do? He, and he, he looks at his crotch, like the guy looks at his crotch and goes, well, you're going to have to, you know, like implying that he needs to suck his dick. So then Father Stu, he goes, all right. And he fucking punches the dude in the face and walks out. And then he meets this girl and this girl, get this, this is the biggest simp story, IRL. 
he meets this girl and this girl is is a is a christian and and he and he loves her so much that he just starts going to church just to see her and be with her and he ends up getting so devoted that she falls in love with him and he goes he turns into a giga chat he goes nah and he goes i'm going to become a father now i'm going to become a priest and then he it finds out it, they, uh, he finds out that he has this disease uh like Lou Gehrig's disease uh and that he's going to die um like he he's basically everything shutting down and he has probably they only give him about 2 years to live so <clears throat> He ends up, uh, they, they end up accepting him as a priest and people go to him for judgment and then slowly he passes away at the end of the movie and then there's a big, like, a bunch of people, like, he became one of the biggest, um, priests in, in the U.S. Uh, it's a real story, apparently, supposedly. Uh, Mark Wahlberg does pretty good as him. It's, okay, I, I, I have to I, watch it. I, I've, I didn't realize Mark Wahlberg would do something like this, but it's got Mel Gibson in it. It's a good movie. Uh, I would rate it probably... It says six out of five stars here. That's pretty good. It's six out of ten. It, it wasn't anything interesting. It's really boring, and uh, it's it, it's like a it, it, the one thing I do like is it for being literally about Christianity. It doesn't try to push Christianity on anybody who's watching the movie. You can watch the movie and not feel like and feel like you're just watching a bio like a, a like a biography. Like you it, it like that movie that just came out. Um, I'm gonna I'll, I'll put it up right now. Uh, Running the bases. This movie was literally just trying to get people to turn to, to Christianity. Like, it is, it, it is like, so over the top trying to, trying to, you know, push that onto people. But that movie didn't do that. So I actually, I really like it for that. It's just, it's just a nice little, like, biography of, of this guy, Stu. So, Stuart. Uh, Bones and all? You watched this? Uh, no, I never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Ticket to Paradise. This movie hasn't came out yet, um, but yeah, from the no. trailers, it, it doesn't look interesting to me. It's got George Clooney in it, but uh, it, it, it just looks like every Mamma Mia-style movie I've ever seen, so. What yeah. the fuck? Black Adam, it just says completed next to it. What does that even mean? Oh, yeah, I've totally seen that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie's going to be probably doggy. Uh, I can imagine... Dwayne Johnson is de can do decently good roles, but I don't think he's going to do good in here. I I can already tell you right now this movie's going to be a 5 or 6 out of 10 at at most. Okay, The Whale. Now this movie, I haven't watched this, but I've heard good things about it. It's got Brendan it's got my boy Brendan Fraser in it. Have you seen this movie? I I haven't. Is it out? It is out. Um it it looked super good and Brendan Fraser is very wholesome. I love Brendan Fraser. Have you seen the video of him playing with his Nintendo Switch on an interview? No. There, there's but, an interview. Man, yeah, there's an interview where where Brendan Fraser. It, it, there, there's like some downtime, so he just pulls out a Nintendo Switch and starts playing Animal Crossing. Is it called the Whale because yep. of him being fat? Or no, it's no, about... no. What the hell? No, it, it's it's. I don't know what it's about. Oh, maybe I don't know. Oh yeah, it is severe obesity. So maybe maybe it is about that. I don't know. It just it, it looks like a good movie. Brendan Fraser does decent in every role he's ever been in. So, Bandit, you seen this? No. Okay. Can you send me the link to it? The the list. Oh that yeah. You're looking at. Okay. Yeah. Um, Babylon. This doesn't look like it's out yet. Uh, uh no, it's not. It's out got yet. it's got Brad Pitt in it and Margaret Robbie though. So. Yeah, not out yet. 
Uh, Vikram, never seen that. Chup. Yeah. These are just small movies. I don't think I've ever seen this. Everything, ah, everywhere, this... all at once. Ooh. Yes. This is a I've good movie. This. I love this movie. Uh, yes, I love this movie. Funny enough, it jebated me. I actually <laughs> thought the movie ended um, around the one hour and 20 minute mark when it started playing those credits. Um, and I actually like paused the film and was like, damn. Uh, here's you know here's the thing here's here's the funny thing okay you're gonna laugh when you said you can name ten out of ten movies this is one of my ten out of ten movies of really I was gonna I was gonna be generous and give it a nine out of ten I thought this movie was great it, it's on the leaks this this might be the one of the if this doesn't get nominated for the bet for one of the best movies of 2022 I'm gonna be very upset okay so for me personally okay. It's a 10 out of 10 for a couple of reasons. When I got jebated thinking that it was over, I literally said to myself, damn, ah, that was that was pretty cool. Like it kind of wrapped up nicely, you know, like I was like, you know, for all the places for at the end, that was pretty cool. I walked away from the computer and when I came back and decided to close out of the movie, my mouse moved it and then it showed the progress bar and it was like a little over half done. And I was like, wait a minute. It's not over. There's more. And funny enough, I thought, oh, no, everything sounded like or looked like it ended nicely at this like one hour. Maybe it was at the 30 minute, one hour and 30 minute mark. And I was like, dude, this movie already deserved a 10 out of 10. I'm afraid that playing the rest of it will ruin it. Actually, it did it. When I watched <laughs> the rest of that after that moment, when I realized it was a debate and it continued forward, it continued to blow my mind like no this is a good example of creating something with emotion with wackiness rather than great, for money with a great undertone than rather for money this was beautiful because even when it was being funny or had its comedy moments it still felt like it belonged it's also got stephanie uh sue and i don't know if you know who this is she played um have you ever have you heard of so this girl right here have you ever heard of uh what's that fucking oh god i can't think of it now um hold on hold on hold on it's um the squib the squib be more chill this musical have you heard of this musical be more no. chill this is one of the greatest i think like musical productions i've ever seen in my entire life we went and saw this um and it yeah so the squip is this like thing from 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 it. Basically, the musical goes. Um, this kid puts this thing in his brain, and it teaches him how to be more chill, like how to be more of a like cool kid. And it ends up turning out that it's like a virus, and it tries to infect a bunch of people, and they have to stop it. She, Stephanie Sue plays um, uh, play plays uh the main love interest, Christine. And she she can sing. She she's really good at singing. Um, I love that. Yeah, I, I'd give it 9 out of 10. You gave it 10 out of 10? Yep. Okay. Um, a Jazzman's Blues. I've never seen this. Um, Neither have I. After Ever Happy? After Ever I, Happy? I, I watched that. Yeah, you did? I, you did? What did you like? How, I did. did you think it? We can skip it. It's a okay. 1 out of 10. Okay, okay. The greatest beer run ever. Whoa, what the heck? Zach Efron. Efron? Uh, how did I miss this? <laughs> how did I miss this? Okay, well, it looks like yeah, we got uh, we got something. And Russell Crowe. 
What the f Oh, it's on Apple TV. That's, That's why. Well, I mean, I mean, I go to a site where I see all the new releases. I guess I must have missed it. Vesper. Um, Vesper. I I have it. I have it ready to watch. I forgot to watch it. If I would have known we were doing this list, I would have made sure it was the first thing I did before I went to bed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we had we had a long night last night. <laughs> uh, see how they run. No. Where the crawdads sing. I did watch this movie. Did you like it? I I did. It so basically it it's it's a uh, it's based off the novel Where the Crawdads Sing, and um it's this Marsh girl. Um she her her father was a World War Two vet, so it takes place right after World War Two. Um and her mother, her father and her mother have like six kids, and she's one of them. Um and her mother leaves, and then like they live out in the marsh. They live out in the middle of nowhere. They live a couple miles out of town, like five six miles out of the near city. So. Uh, everybody leaves except for her and her father and her father tries at like the thing I love about this movie is how the dad beats the like he, he's a bad guy like he's portrayed to be a bad guy he beats the mom he beats all the kids even her but she ends up for a brief moment he, he ends up realizing that without anybody else that she is the only one he has um, he ends up trying to actually be a dad for her and teaches her how to do stuff and then eventually he kind of has a meltdown about the the mother and leaves so then this girl this marsh girl basically lives by herself for the rest of um for the rest of her days and she lives in this tiny house and uh, it's it's a love story it's like a, it's like a drama mystery like romance and there, she meets this guy who teaches her how to read and write and tells her that she should go to school she goes to, she tries to go to school doesn't like it so she just continues to read and write and become educated on her own and then she she has to buy her own property okay and because the property, you know how that works, you know, she technically doesn't own the property. She needs to pay a bunch of property tax or else she's going to um, lose lose the house and lose everything. And they even, they, they, they so she, she goes, okay. So um, she basically starts, like, she starts thinking about how she can make money without getting a job and realizes that she loves to, to, to look at birds and look at light, like animal life. So she starts making a novel, like a book about all the things in the marsh and then sells it um and and gets it published and she make, gets all this money then th this one guy who falls in love with her um and like tries to be her boyfriend uh ends up screwing her over and makes her lose her mind and she gets like really upset at him and he ends up becoming very abusive to her and then he basically gets so abusive that she one day decides oh i'm gonna kill this guy and she kills him but but the movie doesn't let you know she kills him until the end of the movie. So this kid randomly falls from a, a fire watch tower in the marsh and dies. And they accuse her of the murder and they arrest her. And that's how the movie actually begins. It begins midway through when the story actually takes place. Um, so and so then this lawyer t uh, is like, I'll defend you. Don't worry. I think you're innocent. And they end up defending her and she gets acquitted. And, um, and, then, and then she ends up going back to the guy that... Uh, taught her how to read and write and she goes back and marries him and then they live in the house that in the marsh that she like you know had to purchase and they live until they're old and then um it turns out at the end of the movie after she dies um he he starts going through her stuff and the movie ends with basically evidence to prove that she actually did kill the guy which it, it was really good i'd give this a seven out of ten it was a it was a decent movie uh it it, it looks it, it did it it I don't know. To me, it was I didn't expect like to actually enjoy a um, uh, like a 
you know, a, a romance movie, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. I found myself enjoying it. So this movie hasn't came out yet either, but I can tell you this movie's already going to be a two out of 10. The last, yeah. Halloween, the last Halloween movie, I went and watched it. What was it? Not even a year ago. Jesus Christ. Halloween kills. Yeah. They, see, they say this every time the final installment God, that they they literally beat the living bullshit out of this guy in the last movie, and he just gets up and kills everybody. It's like, bruh. And this movie's Dude. actually going to be almost two hours long. That is just... God damn. Um, let's see. What was what was the previous one? Um, okay. Funny enough, hot, hot, hotness, the, the, the Halloween movie that came out in 2018... 18? That, that was good. This... That was good. Yeah, I actually liked that. You want to know one of the re- reasons why I liked it? was um the murdering actually impressed me because he had that father and son in the truck and to see michael myers literally brutally kill a child on screen (laughs) i was just like i was just like dude i've seen a lot of horror movies i know stranger things tries to be cool with you know the killing of kids too but like the way it was done in the halloween movie so brutally i was like i don't think i've ever seen a movie outside of the grudge where that is taken to the level it was for that scene and i kind of gave it props for actually you know going all the way to show michael myers doesn't give a crap i i i love how i love the 2018 halloween movie halloween kills it it could have been good it could have just ended michael myers there and that would have been good but of course they got to make it some fucking trilogy and i of course yeah. this is not going to kill they're not going to kill michael myers in this movie if they do i will eat my words but I just I don't think they will. They're milking mm-hmm. the living shit out of Halloween. Um, however, there was a movie that came out this year. I think it's on this list somewhere. There was a movie this year that was a scare that was a horror movie that I actually did like that a lot of people don't like. Um, not this movie. That movie sucked. Um, it's on here. It's okay. It's not on here. Uh, Scream Five. <laughs> I thought this movie was good. I don't give a shit. I loved I because i'm a big scream fan scream is like my favorite my favorite fucking my favorite horror movie franchise next to nightmare on elm street and friday the 13th okay i thought this was a funny movie like how the scream movies are people forget that the scream movies are not regular horror thriller movies they are meant to be satires of every horror movie that's popular at the time scream was literally made to be a parody which is funny because scary movie takes place about scream which means scary movie is a parody of a parody but anyways this was a really good parody i thought it was funny i already knew who the killer was i already did too but it's got jack quaid in it and i loved him from the boys and i thought he did an awesome job in in the movie and he was also he was a five out of ten for me it's like a seven out of ten i would say i i, I really liked it, it didn't man. do a good job at being a scream movie but it was just funny i loved it it did i don't know everybody yeah, funny it's doesn't a hot, always equal it's a hot, no 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 it's, it's it was that's a hot take i genuinely enjoyed the killings i genuinely enjoyed okay. the story that was going on i i personally i felt it was a good movie to be honest um pinocchio i uh, did you watch this yeah what did you think? I didn't watch this just because I didn't want to even sit through it. It was the worst experience of my life. Okay. And it was a complete butcher of the original. God, uh, I love the original movie. Pinocchio. It, it completely got rid of themes that made the original one good because they didn't want kids to be scared this time. 
And I oh. was like, okay, that's like what you did with the Lion did, King did they, movie. Did, did they get rid of the, the drinking and smoking that the kids do in the old movie? In this one? When they uh, go to the Donkey Island? Does no, he even go to the Donkey Island? Like where they turn him in the donkeys? Donkey Island is part of the story. Uh, but they removed some of the scariness about it. And the oh. voice acting was crap. They also beat the shit out of the kids in the, in the old movie when they're donkeys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, that. Uh, so, so it, what would you rate it? it? Zero out of ten. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, DC I'm League of Super Pets. Mimi. Did you did you see this movie? No. I saw this movie. Uh, I went I went inside just because I was bored, and it was it's it's a very mid movie. Five out of ten. Dwayne Johnson does decent job as uh super dog crypto, uh, but that's about it. Kevin Hart. Uh, of course, anything with Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson is always going to be either mid or good. Oh yeah, so. Central Intelligence was the bomb. <laughs> Dude, the fat rock scene is hilarious where he gets stripped into. <laughs> Remember the oh, high school wow. scene? The high school scene where they where he fucking comes yeah, out he's in the strip. shower. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is a this is like a five out of ten movie. It's very mediocre, but it was fun. It was a fun little watch. It's a kids movie. Most kids movies never are good. Except for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Lorax. Um Elvis, did you watch this? I watched this. No, I avoided it. This movie is almost two hundred minutes long. Jesus fuck. Wait, it was really that long? What? Holy shit. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it was two and a half hours long. I watched this movie. It was okay. It was, it's a good little depiction of Elvis's life, but it could have been done a better. Um, they, they, they did. I thought Tom Hanks did really good as the handler. Um, but that's about it. I didn't like the guy who played Elvis. The guy who played Elvis, uh, kind of. I don't know. He it's just kind of the reasons why uh, I, uh, you know, ignored it. I, it. He he does a decent job, but he could have done so much better. They could have done so much better. I feel like, El okay, I look at it this way. Whenever you do a, bi a, a biography of somebody as a movie, if, if the person is dead, I have to think would they enjoy watching this movie about themselves. And I don't think Elvis would, to be honest. But, yeah. Uh, so I'd give that a 4 out of 10. 5 out of 10. 4 out of 10. I'll give it a 4 out of 10. Uh, bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Nope. I have not seen this. Uh, nope! Here we go. Speaking <laughs> of nope. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah. This movie was fire. Yeah. This is a great movie. It uh, is. I, I went into this movie being like, okay, Jordan Peele, he always makes some weird shit, so let's see what he does. And boy, was it weird, and it was great. I love the... Uh, uh, I I just I love the I love the whole like trying to get it on film thing where like yes. the electronic film doesn't work so they have to go back to the old camera and then the guy who's the director just basically goes fuck you and then he just tries to run away he just runs away and and gets sucked up by the thing and it oh man that was this is definitely uh I think a nine out of ten movie for me uh, this year yeah I absolutely loved. Nope. Uh, they reminded me of two different movies, and it and it was done on purpose. Uh, Jordan Peele um, wanted to capture what he liked about certain movies. So it, when people watch it and they say something like, "Oh, it reminds them of Jaws," or it reminds them of like uh, certain aspects from other movies, that was done on purpose because. He wanted to capture those moments. That's why it's named Nope, was because he names his movies after 
uh, phrases he's heard in movie theaters for certain things. So that's why get out, like, oh, no, you got to get out. And nope, as in nope, not doing that, which is really nice. I loved nope. I give it the same rating. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I've watched it four times now. I love it. I watch, I've only watched it twice. Uh, but this is, other than Batman, this is the only movie I've seen again in theaters this year. I watched Batman four times in theaters. <laughs> Uh, and it was the first, the, okay, so the first time I watched it, I thought it was good. Second time I went and rewatched it because, uh, I just wanted to rewatch it and look for all the visual stuff and, and not focus on the plot. And then the third time my friend mm -hmm. asked me to go and watch it. And I said, okay. And I went with him. And then the fourth time my other friend went and, and was like, Hey, you want to go watch this? And I go, sure. I get there. I get in the movie theater and I'm chilling waiting in, in the, in the seat. And I reclined it back and I was just chilling and I get it, and all of a sudden the movie starts and he's not there. And I and I get a text from him. He goes, "Yeah, sorry, I can't go." Like, bro, we literally. I was like, "Are you on your way?" And he goes, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden he just can't go. So then I just watched it again. But so I watched that movie four times. I I went back and saw Nope in theaters again once because I just wanted to watch it for the plot, and the second time I went with my friend and I kind of just focused on trying to watch the visually, like the visually pleasing stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a nine out of ten I for love me. Nope. I, I love Nope. It was a good movie. Uh, Fall, haven't seen this movie. This movie hasn't come out yet. Oh, you have? What do you think about it? Uh, Fall, I don't know how to explain it, but this movie gave me anxiety. Really? It did. Like, I don't know how to rate a movie that does that. Like, I've rated movies that give me anxieties, but it's like with this one, I feel like you can't rate it. It's either going to be something that you're able to enjoy or it, or you're not. It's it's, it's got to be one of those things to where it's like found footage movies. You have to be into the genre to like them. Otherwise, you know, you're not. I can rate found footage movies in a one to ten scale when I compare it to other found footage movies or as a found footage movie, but I cannot rate them like outside of a found footage movie rating. So it's kind of like that, though it's not a found footage movie to make that clear. Fall is not one of those. It's just one of those types of movies to where you have to be into those types of movies of, you know, somebody getting themselves stuck in a situation and then having to survive it. I believe one of them was um, uh, caged or, or it was somewhere where a woman was um, trapped on a buoy with a shark around her. That movie is similar to Fall, uh, different premise, but I was actually able to rate that movie. With Fall, though, I don't know how to rate it. I would just it would just be one of those where if you're able to watch it for free on like Netflix or or like if it somehow comes on HBO Max or something, I don't know, then give it a try. Um, I have not seen this movie. This is Athena. I haven't either. It's a Netflix movie. Looks interesting though. Um, I think this is a Bollywood movie. It looks like it is. Uh, Pearl, have you seen this? Yes. What did you that think? That is a very good horror movie. I actually liked it. I feel like the lead actress. Um, uh, what Mia, is this on? Mia is Goth? is this um is this is this was this just a movie or is it on like on somewhere? It's just a movie. Oh God! Um, what happened to my fucking cursor? Oh no. Mia Mia Goth uh, did an amazing job in this movie, and I feel like. She is being, um, I feel like she's being like what hung out fuck? to dry with it. My fucking, it's kind of a sequel to the horror movie that is, um, 
further up on our list. It's a it's a it's a sequel prequel. Dude, okay, hold on. My fucking Chrome just stopped responding. Jesus Christ, I don't know what happened. My fucking... Uh, I, that's the first time I've ever seen Google Chrome actually quit on me. Okay. That movie just broke my it, fucking PC. It's in the same universe as the uh, horror movie X that came out this year. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, what'd you rate it? I would give it... I gave it an 8 out of 10. Ooh, good. Bros have not seen this movie. Nope. Amsterdam hasn't come out yet. Uh, or it has come out yet. It just came out yesterday. Um, I have not gotten seen it. I'm going to see it after this, uh, after this podcast. So, um, but from what I've seen, it looks like it, it's got Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. It's got. It, it looks like it's going to be probably a seven or eight out of ten. It looks like a good movie. Um, although it's, although it's got a low Metacritic score, which is weird. Woman King, um, not historically accurate. However. Um, I thought it was okay. It was probably a 5 out of 10 for me. It's not historical at all. I hate that they bring that. It's the only thing I hate about it. Um, Dahomey is, is, was, ne- was not like that. And But Arlson had really good cinematography, good fighting, honestly very good acting. It's just... And Viola Davis is a beast. Yeah, she's kind of a beast. Now, now for me... I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's not entirely historically accurate or not at all. I want to make for me, I make this clear to people who I talk about that type of stuff with. Um, I don't mind if somebody wants to do a history piece and they don't make it historically accurate. I have a problem with a movie coming out and literally shoving down your throat. Yes, this is historically accurate. This is exactly how it happened. That's when it drops points for me because it's like you couldn't have just done your own nice depiction or adaptation of like something, you know, like, oh, I wish it would have gone this way type of piece. Like you literally, you know, yeah. Yeah, I I would give it a five out of ten. It just, it wasn't historically accurate and I hate that they try to make it seem like it is, so. But Arlos, if they would have just made it its own movie, it would have been, or kind of without trying to make it a historical piece, it would have been good. Um, so, X, X. You, you said that this is a sequel, yes. whatever. Sequel, prequel. Yeah, people don't know that um, X is... got Kid is... Cudi in it? Yes. People don't know, or people don't know that X is related to the Pearl movie. Uh, but it is. Same actress, as you saw. Um... X, okay, this movie, oh my god, because they only really marketed this one over Pearl. Um, I don't know how to describe this movie. I can give it a rating, but uh, it does a good job at making you feel uncomfortable as hell. And there is a moment in there that really, like, gripped my heart, which I don't think supposed to happen in a horror movie, but it did. And, um... I don't know. For some people, it's going to make them feel uncomfortable. Other movie, others, it's not going to be. You're going to hate the entire movie up until the ending for some people because the ending is the payoff to the whole thing. Uh, I personally gave it a 7 out of 10. I would still recommend it as a movie to watch, just not around your parents or people who care about nudity. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I haven't seen it, so I need to watch them, though. I would put them on my watch list. Avatar hasn't come out yet, but it's probably going to be shit because that's how James Cameron is. He just makes the biggest movies that are just kind of mid. Um, Avatar 1 was good, though. I, 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 
the, the, to me, it's just very mid. The only movie I think I've ever liked from James Cameron was Titanic. It's 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 literally Pocahontas in space. What do you, what is what is there not to like about it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I I'm just not a fan of James Cameron. I don't know. Wow, kind of harsh, bro. Barbarian. I, I haven't seen, seen that yet. Haven't seen it. Got Bill Skarsgård. George Cam- Georgina Campbell. Uh, okay, Top Gun Maverick. Yes. This was a very good movie. It was The Force Awakens in current times. Yeah, it was. It's no, very... sorry, I, I screwed that up. New it's, Hope. It, uh, a New Hope in current times. Sorry, The Force Awakens is a ripoff of A New Hope. I was. I, that's where the. I'll tell you what. It was a very good Top Gun movie. I don't think they need another Top Gun movie though. I don't think they they need it either. This this one did a good enough job. In fact, for people who just like um like fighter jet stuff, I have to say that um they you can tell that they put a lot of effort into this movie because I couldn't tell if it was CGI or the actors actually flying the damn jets. Like, I know they used real jets for the filming, but what I'm saying is normally when they're using real cars and then CGIing people to act like they're in those cars, it's kind of obvious, okay? Especially when you know how they film those scenes. With Top Gun Maverick, I genuinely thought that these people were flying the jets themselves. Yeah, it it, it is a masterpiece uh, visually. I like yeah. the story, too. The story is pretty good. And then... I, Tom Cruise, he does decent in most roles he's in, so, I mean. The man lit delivers. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd give this an 8 out of 10. What do you? What would you give it? Same score, 8 yeah. out of 10. Um, Thor Love and Thunder, I did watch nope. this movie. Absolutely. I watched it. I watched it. Don't watch it. Nobody should ever watch this film. Yeah. This film should never have been made in the way that it did. Here's the funny part. The things that I thought I was going to hate it for ended up being the best parts of the film and the stuff that I didn't know was in the film ended up being the worst parts of it. So when everybody watched the trailer, I'm sure you saw it too. Oh no, a mighty Thor, a female Thor. God, that's so stupid. How is Jane worthy of the hammer? Funny enough, I actually liked the story plot of Jane being mighty Thor. You know, Um, the reason why is because you have to watch it all the way to the end because it didn't do what people thought it was going to do. They weren't making her a permanent female Thor in the universe. I actually liked that story between her and Thor in the movie. It was everything else and how it pulled it off that made the movie terrible. I absolutely hate this movie. It it literally re- it it okay, it regressed Thor's character down to a absolute joke and Takati, Takati, what, what the director whose name I can't pronounce, Watiti, what Takaka, Watiti, okay, whatever his name is, Takaka, okay, he literally admitted before the movies, like, uh, not admitted, sorry, that's a dumb word, he mocked fans of the comic books and said something along the lines of, if you thought the characters were bad now, I'll destroy what you love about them in the next one. Yeah, he, I, I, and he, and he delivered. He, he, to me, it should not be able to have a camera in his hands. Thor, um, Thor Love and Thunder is a definition of how to butcher, okay? And it's the definition enough, of how to not do a uh, superhero yeah. movie. And so by that alone, I give it a 3 out of 10. 
because I, I still I, love I think, the plot line of Jane being the Thor. I think I'd give it a three out of ten as well. Uh, of course, every Marvel movie is always gonna usually look visually pleasing. There's some C- CGI in this movie that was dog shit. I uh, the oh, only and thing, Christian Bale yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, the only thing I liked about this movie was Christian Bale acting. Christian Bale, he always can pull pull out a good performance, and that was my favorite part of the movie was him just acting in general just him in in as gore um but yeah they destroyed they destroy i mean they already destroyed fucking thor in the last movie so but they really yeah, destroyed Ragnarok it was yeah yeah oh it saved it don't no it didn't shut up it didn't stop it I'd never uh, seen the revenge yeah never seen this the monsters i've seen the original uh I directed by rob zombie what did you think about it then um i feel like this is a tough one um i think jeremy john said it perfectly you feel like you spent an eternity watching it when you only made it 50 minutes into it um he did rob zombie how do i put it it's like when a fan of a movie series picks up their cell phone and thinks that they can make something of something they love it's like rob zombie just can't learn to put down the camera okay and stop trying to make movies I actually, I actually, funny enough, I I admired what he was trying to do with the movie, but it still fell completely flat. Though the cosmetics, makeup, and effects in the movies, to me, were probably some of the best I've seen for for simply what he was doing in them for practical effects. The the Rob Zombie Halloween movies from the early two thousands were also pretty good. I liked them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mainly because I got the guy who plays um Dr. Monty, uh, the old guy, the old guy. I think that four out of ten there is the accurate rating for the monsters. Yeah. Okay, smile. Ah, I saw this movie. It's got Jesse T. Usher in it, the guy who plays A Train. Uh, that was about the only person I knew in this entire movie, though. Mm, uh, yeah, actors I know don't make a film. Yeah, and um, I mean. I I was like, all right, whatever. I don't. That doesn't matter to me. It the problem with this movie is it's been done like three thousand times. It it's nothing new. It, it what it did, it it did it did decently well. Um, it it just it it was, it, they were they were trying too hard. There was actually one moment where I actually did get a little jump scared, but that was about it. Uh, nothing too horrory for this. They have like um the 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 monster villain the smile guy, um he mm-hmm. is basically a creepy pasta, like um he, yeah. the, have I don't have you seen this movie? Um I haven't seen this one smile that you're talking about, but I think I I think I know of the creepy pasta. But you're but talking okay, about. so so they have him as this big long uh so so he he kind of looks like something out of the back rooms. He's this big long slender white thing, um that has long hair. And you know what it really reminded me of? Um, have you ever seen what? Luxury Productions or Luxury Dark? We, if you have no. not, we need to go down this rabbit hole. Okay, Life of Luxury. These guys. So these guys make these fake little kid horror videos, and this is what it reminded me of. Her son can't stop growing at night. Dude, if this woman's having problems, we need to watch these. We need to sit down one day and watch these. Um. Yeah, right, right here. So. So this is what it reminded me of. It reminded me of this fucking 
big fucking thing. Yeah, this. That's what it literally reminded me of. <laughs> they make these fucking shitty horror videos, and they're so funny. Candace, open the door. Yeah. He, he, this is exactly what it reminded me of. Of one of these life, life of luxury fucking uh, things. Basically this long big guy. We need to sit down Raven one day and just watch all those. Because they're fucking hilarious. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. It was better than average. But it's just been done so many times. It's kind of repetitive. It's like Marvel movies. It's just very repetitive. Bullet Train! Did you watch this? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god. This is... This movie is great. I love this movie. This movie was super good. Um, Brad Pitt does awesome as Ladybug. N not much to say without spoiling it, but since you're going to watch it. But basically, the entire movie is completely shot basically on the train. There's not much that's not on the train. It takes place in Japan. Really cool. And uh, yeah, they have to basically... They, they The goal is that this guy, the, the, the white... And the white dragon is they're, they're they're trying they're trying to like i don't want to spoil it i'm not going to spoil it i'm not going to spoil it good movie though uh eight out of ten not going to spoil it for you watch it um lou did you watch this no i have not watched this either hocus pocus 2 have uh i have seen this i did watch this um two out of ten yeah i think that's all that needs to be said about it oh it, yeah it unless you want to say more no, I, I think I'm good. It it was just very disrespectful as a kid's movie anyways, as a family movie. It's just, it, Hocus Pocus OG was really good, and then this movie just is kind of very mediocre. And that just ruined it for me. Don't worry, darling. Uh, Warner Brothers movies. Uh, Utopian Experimental Community. It's got hairstyles in it, Chris Pine. Uh, movie is 5 out of 10. Your average... If if you don't if you get rid of all the drama and watch the movie, as as an average viewer, you'll like this movie. That's it. That's all, all right. I have to say. A average movie. Uh, one movie I have not seen Blondie. I don't know what that is. One movie I will say that's not on here that that we totally need to talk about. That we, that I loved. Beast. By uh by with Idris Elba. Uh, love this movie. This is a good movie. This was one of my more favorite movies of the year. Yeah, <sighs> uh, I I I want to see it. Very good movie. You'll like it. Uh, yeah. Oh, here's a Scream twenty twenty two movie. But yeah. Um. Other than that, I think okay. So what's what's our what's our best movie of the year then for you? For me, uh, that's a hard pick because. I'm biased towards one when I know the other one deserves to be movie of the year. Um, I wish I could have two movies of the year. Oh, uh, dude, I know. I, my okay, okay, how about this? The... How about this? We'll do a top three. So they, so all, all the movies three? you want. Yeah, so all your movies get, get the love they deserve. Okay, so number one movie of the year in the top three, but like number one, if you asked me what was your favorite movie of the year, boom. Would have to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. That is my favorite movie of the year. I loved every bit about it. I love the 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 actress actress the lead actress in it. I love all of the cast. I love it was to me probably 
the best take on a multiverse type of scenario. I, I just love everything I've, about it. Yeah. I have not seen anything that's done multiverse as well as that as so. And then my second movie is Nope. Yes. That's my that's my second movie of the year. Uh it's literally those two. You don't have a third? Top Gun? No. I don't have a third. You don't want to put Top Gun. I mean Gun Top Gun's Top Gun is great. But when I think about 2022, since we're nearing the end of it now, I mean, there's still a couple more movies coming out that could change that. But when I think of 2022, I don't really think of Top Gun. I'm thinking of Nope and everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, so my list is very similar. Um, so number three is Nope. Um, number two is The Batman. And number one is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Those are my Damn, top you too? I was expecting the Batman to be number one for you. I love Batman, but I think I liked every everything everywhere all at once. Um I I think um I I think Batman was good, but it's not a ten out of ten movie. And everything I mean uh, I I, th- I think one of them th- that's the problem is they're they're so close in my mind to being best movie. But I think Batman just has the slight disadvantage. Just because it's a superhero movie. Superhero movies are being done to death right now. And even though, yes, Matt Reeves did it with the intention of making a great movie without trying to make money off of it, it was clear that the only reason it even got started in production was because of monetary gain, which, yeah, that's the only thing that throws me off, so... Oh man, that was that took a decent amount of time. Um, before before we end, um, I have this here: Thunderbolts. Have you seen? Have you heard about this? No. So this is a project in the next phase of Marvel, Phase Five or whatever. It's basically like a Suicide Squad for Marvel, and it looks actually like the only thing that looks interesting other than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three in this in this uh, phase. It looks it's based off the comic books, but I don't know how close how they're gonna how closely they're gonna stay to the source material. Looks really interesting though. Um, it's literally just like Suicide Squad, but Marvel. It, yeah. I I'm I, I'm hoping they uh bring I I'm hoping they bring to light some uh some more because vi- it's basically a villain cast like it's basically a cast of villains doing some something semi good. Ooh, Ant Man and the Wasp. That's gonna be bad. Ant Man and the Wasp. That's gonna be shit. <laughs> Are you? Hey, you excited for this movie? <laughs> Isn't it funny? Honestly, I, okay. I only like the first one. The first one is kind of goofy. Okay, L- let me just show you this. Okay, get this. We have the movie is titled Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, that's the title of the movie. And who is the last person you see on this fucking list right here? The, the guy who actor. plays the fucking Ant-Man. <laughs> uh-huh. Paul Rudd is fucking hilarious. Have you seen the one where they're talking about what, what Thor's hammer's name is? And they're all like, Molnir, Molnir, Mol, And he just goes, Adam? <laughs> I just fucking lost. <laughs> he just... <laughs> okay. Dude, okay. Look, the first one to me was good. Okay, because the I first movie expect- is funny because it's like a it's it is it's a goofy little superhero. Movie. Like they pulled off Ant Man well in that first movie. Like I w- I actually saw the trailer and I was like, this looks like the dumbest crap I have ever seen. And then I saw it in theaters and I was like, this 
is the best crap I've ever seen. Like, this is amazing. Like, the idea of an Ant-Man, they did the action scene so damn well, so visually awesome, that I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off. Because I'm like, dude, is this the guy who shrinks? What can be so interesting about that? They did a good job. And then the second movie came along and butchered it. <laughs> Of looking at wasp the in the, the sad part was the ant-man and the wasp the the second movie had such a decent like cool villain story or not story like an idea like the ghost yeah like the ghost could have been so such a cool villain bill murray's in this movie apparently and this is going to be to be fair this is going to be the first movie basically of phase four because uh phase or, or phase five because phase four is ending with wakanda forever um, and this is going to be the first movie to of the Kang Dynasty uh, phase, which is what they're calling it, which is this guy Kang, the Conqueror, the stupid guy who's really just like, dumb. yeah, just really dumb. He's going to be, this is going to be the first time he's on screen. Mm. Uh, yeah. It, it, that's not on a, Mar that's in a Marvel movie, I should say, because uh, he's already in, yeah. he, he was in, He's he's been in TV shows, but this is going to be the first time he's going to be on the big screen. Um, yeah, he was in Loki. Yeah, George Floyd looking uh, guy, so um even in loki you know what's sad what? <clears throat> no crap i lost my voice for a second i coughed the hell out go for it what's sad what's sad is everybody was trashing the loki series i actually liked the loki series with every episode that came out with somebody you know crying about it like oh look now they're doing the female loki i was all like dude shut up it's fine right now it actually makes sense i would i was defending it there and back again right <clears throat> like fucking bilbo and you know i then the then the ending happened and i was like every time star wars i believe one other uh, uh, jurassic world I was all like, dude, I can defend this. Dude, give it a chance. It's doing fine. I, I come up with all these copiums and and then and then the the finale happens. And then I just look like a complete idiot because I'm just like, oh my God, this is so dumb. And then you realize that it's nothing more than a ripoff of the Umbrella Academy from season one. Yeah. Uh I my 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 boss, his name's Tyler. Uh, he loves the Umbrella Academy, and when we were talking about Marvel stuff, he goes, "Yeah, dude, it the, like that Loki show." He goes, "I, I, I can't, I can't watch it." He goes, "It just literally is the Umbrella Academy." Like he goes, "It, it pissed me off so badly," because he's like big. I don't, I don't know what his deal is, but he he loves that movie or that uh, TV show. Sorry, but I no, only like the first season. The second season and third season were crap. So I'm, I, I'm really, I, I'm really. There's a lot on the horizon. Um. There, there. After there's a new Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales story coming out next year too. Um, across the Spider Verse, like you, you remember, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna follow that. Um, this one looks promising. I, I, the only thing I liked about the, the, the last Spider Verse movie, done by, by Sony, uh, the, the one with Miles Morales, I love it how it looks visually. It's. Mainly because oh, of yeah, the animation, the, was, the animation was awesome because no. So, so there's even some hidden stuff in the animation. If you've ever watched it, um, that most people wouldn't look up, like wouldn't like ever find. And if you notice when, when Peter Parker's next to Miles Morales, you can kind of notice it a little bit, but all the characters who are good and good and know about like how to be Spider-Man are, are all done at 60 frames and drawn and rendered at 60 frames. 
Miles is only rendered at 24 frames until the end of the movie when he figures out how to become Spider-Man, and then he's drawn at 60 frames, like the rest of them. And it's just subtle little things like that in the animation and the, in the visual style that was just so awesome. I, I loved it. I thought it was yeah, so good. Yeah, creative props to that. Yeah. Something on your screen draws my attention. A Lego DC Shazam Marvel movie with The Flash? <laughs> no, no, it's it doesn't. Where does it say Marvel? It's just the Lego logo. Well, oh, okay, sorry. I thought the Lego meant Marvel. Well, my bad. Wait, where, where can I watch this? This is not rated. It's on HBO Max. Shazam Magic and Monsters Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, should we watch this? Uh, we I, I guess. Adventures of Captain Marvel. This is a movie? Whoa. Yeah, because Captain Marvel used to be a guy. This movie's three and a half hours long. No, 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 I'm not talking about... I'm, I, I'm just saying uh, this didn't look like a movie to me. Yeah, three hours and 36 minutes whoa, long. Whoa, whoa, Shazam. 1941. Yeah. What? What? Okay, now I'm confused. What's the deal? Is this is this animated? Mm, uh, I don't know. Scroll down. I don't think it is. I don't think they had animation. No. What was that? Gandalf? Jesus Christ! This is just the biggest crossover of all time. <laughs> From our list of movies, there are there are some that I, I I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see Avatar. I want to see Barbarian because I heard good things about it, and um, I want to see where is it? Um, I can't oh. find it. Oh, who who cares? Um, basically, Barbarian, Avatar, and yeah. Basically, barbarian. And you know Avatar. what? You know what? Though I do have, I I will say this. I do have hope for Black Adam. I have a very small, very very small glimmer of hope, but it's there. Um, I think I think it could possibly be decent because there's so little known about Black Adam because he doesn't really have a character arc really. But I don't know. However, he did you? Does, but... Well, well, not to the scale that they're they're gonna. I don't think it's to the scale where you can make a full fledged movie about Black it. Adam, man. I've just seen The Rock being The Rock, the Rock. in spandex. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a Black Adam. It, that's the problem with with The Rock is he's so like it's like um, it's like Tom Holland. Tom Holland's the same way. You don't ever. I can't see him as the character. I just always see Tom Holland being a goofy fucking little white boy. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Okay. Since we're on the deal of The Rock being The Rock in spandex, okay? You want a movie where you don't see The Rock as The Rock? Look up the movie Snitch, okay? That was the first time I, I have ever seen The Rock actually do dynamic, real acting to where I didn't feel like I was watching The Rock. I have not seen that movie. Yeah, I think it's like 2013, 14 or whatever. Like The, the Snitch or Snitch, I forget if it has the in the front of it it was a great movie like i was expecting oh it's gonna have the rock he's gonna kick ass because you read the premise and you're expecting it you know to be a movie where he kicks ass it's actually not that way at all in fact i was like impressed 
Like, you know, you know, with his acting. Now, am I the only one that, okay, I'm, I'm just looking at stuff on my screen right now. Am I the only one that actually liked Shang-Chi? I thought Shang-Chi was pretty good. Dude, I like Shang-Chi. It, it gave me very, uh, like, reminiscent of old Jackie Chan-style movie vibes. And I, I thought Shang-Chi was pretty good. Everybody shits on it for no reason. I think it's... So far, the best Marvel movie, movie after Endgame. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Like, it, it's so far the best one. Um, But Suicide Squad, did you like this movie? Did you watch this? Uh, I liked the first one. I hated the second. You liked 2016 Suicide Squad, but didn't like the 2020 For what one? it was trying to do, I liked it. This one here... I didn't really like it, no. I thought this one was pretty goofy and fun. Um, this one was okay. Will Smith is dead shot was pretty fire. But the reason uh, I, I liked I liked it, but like, I, I it, just like I Idris Elba as Bloodsport. I thought that was good. Also, John Cena, even though he, he, he the thing about John Cena that's nice is John Cena. Yeah. He he can kinda he's not he's semi like the rock, but not in the same way. He's like the he's like the dollar store rock that you get for like you know, <laughs> so so he's he, a cent. Yeah, so so he's like the yeah, so he's the pebble. Um, he basically, I can see him, at, not as John Cena. I can see him as Peacemaker, which is nice because this James Gunn does a decent job at directing this movie. And I don't know if you have HBO Max or whatever you have that you watch those stuff on. Um, if you've seen the Peacemaker show, Peacemaker show is really good. I love it. It's funny, goofy. It's raunchy. There's a lot of raunchy humor. It it follows a it follows a semi, uh, kind of story to Suicide Squad, but with it's not the same at all. And it's really funny. It uh, I think peace. I think John Cena does decent with while as Peacemaker. I think I said this last week as well, but I I, I think he does pretty good. It, definitely watch that show if you if you want anything to really take away from today is start watching that show because that show is fucking hilarious you'll love it uh i don't know anything else i guess dark knight dark knight rises watchmen i forgot this movie fucking existed no oh, the three-hour masterpiece <laughs> god <laughs> it's so goofy bro this it's this guy ligma balls <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, 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 I want, uh, I want cinema to go back to how it was like 10, 20 years ago. There is some good stuff that's coming out, but it's just everything back in the day used to just be so, all the shit movies were just funny and all the, and all the good movies were great. And now it's just all the shit movies are horrible. Sometimes every once in a while you'll get a shit movie like Moonfall. That's just funny. But then the great movies are so hard to come by these days. Yeah, I, I love yeah. Cabin in the Woods. This is a good movie, dude. Moonfall is honestly a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> it I is. It is. I love, love Moonfall. It. I love Moonfall. Moonfall's fucking hilarious. Oh man, Moon Moonfall. I forgot that came out this year too. What the fuck? I uh, man, there's so many movies that came out this year that are like I totally forgot even came out. Oh, this there is a scene in Cabin in the Woods where um yeah, there's a scene where he uh or, or not he uh there it, you can see a boomer from Left for Dead. There there's a there's like a like when when they're showing all the monsters. There's a boomer. It's pretty funny. 
All right. I think that's probably a good place to end. What do you think? Yeah. I think we said everything we needed to say about movies. For this week. Especially today. Especially today. today. Yeah, for this week. We, we gave a good list of movies we rated. We talked about the god-awful Star Wars. Oh, my God. Like, here's the good thing. I actually love the new trilogy for one reason. It made people appreciate the, the prequels. The, the, the prequels. Yeah, everybody's prequels. now going back to them. It has its flaws because people complained about Jar Jar, but it it was it made it everybody realized that they already had a gem right there, and I, I loved it. I love the prequels. I have always loved the prequels, and my favorite Star Wars movie is from the prequels, Episode Three. I don't care. Revenge of the, the Sith. Sith. I I do not care how good Empire Strikes Back is. I don't care for your seventy year old fucking grandma when she saw it in theaters the first time and got that giddiness. I don't care. I don't care. Revenge of the Sith. I was I was literally only a year old when Revenge of the Sith came out, so I didn't even get to go watch it in theaters the or anything humor. like that. But I still love that movie. You don't you don't need it. the problem is is Empire Strikes Back in the old movies. Okay, this is the biggest hot take, and I'm going to end it on this hot take. Okay, you ready? All right, this, let's my, go. My hot take to end everything on is that the old movies are bad. No, I'm kidding. They're, 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 they're not, <laughs> they, they don't live up to the hype of how everybody hypes them up. They're very slow. They don't, they're not visually pleasing. And, well, yes, they were really good at the time. They did not age well whatsoever. They're, they're they're not bad. I was just trolling, but they're they're not as good as everybody thinks they are, and that's my personal opinion. I think the problem is is you have half the people who who just follow the sheep that say it's good, and then you have half the people who went and saw it in the theater when they were six years old because they're fucking literal Gen X fucking baby boomers. So here's another hot take. Uh, Rogue One is a nine out of ten. Yes, I agree. That I I I. I heard so many people hate on that movie too. I love that. I don't like that new Andor TV show though. I think that's fucking cringe. But yeah. Okay. I, Rogue One was awesome. Yeah, I agree with All that. All six movies plus Rogue One, that's my Star Wars universe. Everything else can Oh, go another hot take? This one's really hot. This one's super hot for me about Star Wars. I like Solo. I like the Han Solo movie. Mm, okay. It's a hot take for me. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. All right, and with that, we're gonna end it. So we almost hit the two hour and fifteen minute mark. Uh, that this was a, this was a little longer than last week. So we did talk about it a little bit more. Um, we kind of narrowed our subject down this week to just one topic. Maybe next week we'll get a little more based. Who knows? Um, we'll yeah. have to see. We're we're trying to ease into this because we're trying to figure out what we want to do and what's gonna work right and what really is getting people to watch this. I'm probably gonna post some clips of this. Um. I'll post some longer clips probably on YouTube of some of the, uh, I think some of the better topics. Um, but maybe who knows, you'll start seeing stuff somewhere else. Who knows? Uh, and with that, I think we're mm -hmm. going to end. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, yes, so every we, Saturday, every Saturday we're trying to do this. So with that Raven, anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah. Don't please, for the love of God, do not, ever watch the pinocchio movie please <laughs> uh we are also I'm, I'm trying to i'm in the works of trying to get an intro and an outro so we'll see how that goes all right, all right. bye everyone yep see you guys thanks for watching to the end